good evening. It is Saturday. I know it's a different time of the week for our women's weekly show this week due to um, some sort of little tournament happening over the other side of the world somewhere it shouldn't be. Um, so we decided it wasn't really worth doing a show last night when England were playing. Uh, although having said that, it might have been more entertaining our show than watching the England game anyway. Um, it was what it was. But we are we are with you tonight, Saturday. Um, we're going to look back on last Saturday's game against Manchester United and the disappointment of that game. We're going to also look back on the Juventus performance in midweek in the Champions League, which was a lot better, actually. A good result, a good performance. Um, and also, we are going to look at the injury issues that have been going on in the game very recently. Obviously, a big one, high-profile one for us, of course, last week. And, you know, looking at maybe the the fixture list. I mean, Viv Miedemeyer put out an article, didn't she, this week about that. So we'll talk about that as well. Lots and lots of stuff to get through. So let's get cracking. The other side of it. In there of Beth Mead. Beth Mead's in behind, plays it across. Caitlin Ford's going to score, and she has scored. This fast start has been rewarded for us. And we have got a full house of the usual guests, of course. Fantastic to see everybody. Andreas, mm. fresh from your trip to London last weekend. Are you okay today? Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, trip to London was was uh, good as always. Uh, yeah, but uh, the match on Saturday was a little bit disappointing. But uh, anyway, it's always worth coming to London and uh, supporting the Arsenal. So. I will do this again next week for the Everton match. Yeah, you're just you're just too keen, Andreas. Like you're far too you're far <laughs> too keen to, to get get across here and watch the game. This is great, um, Matt. As well, did you manage to get home okay? I know there's a few delays on the trains and stuff, wasn't there last week? Did you get home okay in the end? In the end, yes. I will probably cover that when we do talk about the game. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I wasn't the worst one, if I'm honest. But it's just a ridiculous situation. But the main point is we're here. We're here to talk about Arsenal women and it's yeah. about the journey along the way. So looking forward to chatting to you all as always and looking forward to it. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, women's football is what matters. And, you know, it's never a smooth journey, is it? There's always bumps in the road one way or another. Um, and it makes it what it is, I suppose. Uh, Amar, of course, again, in the dark, Amar. You need to get That's your light in the dark. It's in the light. It's in the light. You look, you look dark. We can't really see you, but anyway, good, good to sort of see you. That we can sort of see you a little bit, but it's good, it's good yeah, to see you. Okay. Yeah, it's dark here in London. Yeah, it's dark. So yeah, good to see. You. Yeah, no, sorry, I forgot to say. Yeah, it's good to see you. Good to be back, and yeah, there's uh, plenty to talk about. So, yeah, as 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 usual when it comes to to the Arsenal women. Herman's in the chat. He says, uh, "Hello, Richard. Good to see you. And yourself, mate. You're doing well." And Terry is in as well. He says, "Evening, Richard. I still haven't uh, forgiven you yet for making me watch England yesterday." I didn't make you watch it, Terry. You you chose to watch it. It wasn't my yeah, fault. We all chose to watch it. We should have thought Hopefully, Tuesday will be a little bit better. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, it wasn't great last night. Let's be honest. It wasn't no, great at all. 
And Terry says there, uh, at, at least uh, last time I was seeing the light. Well, he hasn't really seen the light, has he? Because he's still oh, in the dark. Yeah, but looks anyway. like Harry's going to see the lights later, but anyway. Yeah, Harry's going to see that. <laughs> Harry was, Harry was going to come on. We just have to mention that. Harry was going to come on the show, but he's actually got to see some Christmas lights turn on instead. He's been dragged, kicking and screaming. And I said to him, well, it's November. Why are you, what well, Christmas lights should be in December, shouldn't they? But anyway, um, he's, that's, why, that's why he's not here tonight, which is a shame. It would have been nice to have seen him. Um, but you know, family stuff takes over, doesn't it? That's why. Um, yeah. anyway, I suppose the best place to start really will be going back well, pretty much a whole week to last Saturday evening at the Emirates. The women were back at the Emirates again, a decent crowd, a, a big crowd, um, a good atmosphere. But unfortunately, the game didn't quite go as we all hoped it might. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I think we, we kind of mentioned it in our sort of chat as well at the time. It was like our worst performance of the season by quite some distance. And But having said that, we got ourselves in a position, 2-1 up, with five minutes to go to win the game. However however poor we've been for most of the game, and the first half in particular was really poor, we you know we showed a lot of character in the second half to, to go out, to go in front. And, we, you know, we got a little bit fortunate with the equalising goal, the deflection and that, what have you, but... We got ourselves in front and we had to manage that game better, didn't we? With five minutes to go, two really, really poor set pieces to concede from. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a problem against Man U before. Last season, it was the same. They scored from set pieces against us in the Continental Cup in the WSL game at Meadow Park. And we did it again. And to me, that, that, was, that was not really... For a team that has got aspirations of winning the title and to challenge all the big trophies... That is not really an acceptable thing to happen. Chelsea would not lose a game like that in those no. circumstances. No. Five minutes ago, they'll be booting the ball out of the ground. They'll no. be yeah. going to the corner flag and they'll be managing the game. And we just didn't do that. And that's actually unusual because, to be fair, since Jonas has come in, mm-hmm. it's very, very rare that we've led in a game and not won. There was no. the Ajax game earlier this season was the first time that happened when we drew two mm-hmm. and this game. So it's only twice in what, a season and a bit. So... It's not something that happens very often, but even so, in a big game against a, a, a title rival, to be 2-1 up with five minutes to go, you have to win. No matter how badly you're playing, you have mm. to win that game from that position, and we didn't. And that, to me, was a big worry. I mean, and, Andreas, obviously, you you were in the stadium. In fact, all you guys were there. I mean, what was it like actually being there? Because from watching it on, on, the, on the TV and stuff, it looked like a really, really poor performance, first of all. We lacked cohesion. We didn't get our game going at all. But we did show the character to come back. But to throw that away, I mean, what... How did we do? How did we manage to lose that game from that position? It was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, well, the positive thing was uh, uh, the attendance, forty thousand. The atmosphere was great. Uh, uh, all over the ninety-five minutes, the atmosphere was good. There was no uh, no negative uh, things from from the spectators coming there. So this is the positive aspect, and um, yeah, and then. I must say that uh, it looked as if United was the home team over the whole, nearly over the whole match. Uh, it looked as if they were the home team. They they had the desire, the will to to win this match. Uh, you you could feel they want they want to win after their uh, one three defeat against Chelsea. And we looked as if we we didn't want to lose the match. Just just keep a draw, keep a nil nil, and that that's okay for us. And United. Wants to win. This this was the difference. Mm. I don't understand. It, it was a home match. We had the crowd behind us. Uh, I don't know what what was happening. It was 
the worst, the poorest performance since the cup final last December against Chelsea. Yeah. Especially mm. the first half was was totally not not Arsenal like. Uh, United yeah. came better in the match. United dominated. They had more ball position. They they uh, dominated the midfield. They had created chances. The first half was the worst I've seen for yeah for a year. And uh, it, yeah, of course it was. Uh, Goalkeeping, bad management, bad defending. Uh, the first goal was a terrible uh, mistake from Manu. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know what to say about this. Uh, it, it happens too often, uh, I think, for her. Uh, she makes these mistakes mm. uh, 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 at corners and and high crosses. Uh, mm. She doesn't come out. If she comes out, she doesn't have the ball. Uh, was terrible, but but then uh, we had uh, even <laughs> even with our worst performance, we had the luck uh, of this uh, equalizer uh, after 47 minutes or uh, with Frida's goal. This was really a lucky goal and brought us back to the match. And then uh, everybody thought, uh, now now it's it's our turn. Uh, we made a fantastic second goal, Laura who had great yeah. medals again. And uh, yeah, I was so happy for her to score the first uh, first goal for the Arsenal. But this this goal, this was uh, a fantastic delivery from Katie and, mm. and uh, the finish from Laura was just amazing. This goal would have deserved to be the winning goal in such a match. Yeah. And what happened in the last minutes, we brought United back because uh, yeah, I had the feeling, okay, we are 2-1 up, but uh, okay, we will take one point out of this. That mm. this... The equalizer was was you, you saw it coming, and then uh, okay, then two two. Uh, after a bad match, keep one point against the title rival. Uh, okay, I would have said okay, not the best, but okay, one point. But what happened then? Yeah. Another another corner, another bad defending, and this this is what I mean um, with bad management. Uh, Jonas. Mm -hmm. Should have seen that that we had our problems in defense, especially mm. with set pieces and corners. Why not bringing Jen Beattie as a fifth defender, not taking yeah. off another yeah. defender, but bringing yeah, off the fifth defender? Uh, she is strong in the air, I, and I don't think that United would have scored two goals from from no. from corner set piece if there was uh, one defender from us who, who is good in the air. We don't have Leah, we don't have Rafa. We don't have Lina, who is strong in the air. So why not bring in 50, 20 minutes till the end and BT as a fifth defender? I don't understand. And not bringing her in the 90th minute uh, as a striker uh, for, for, lucky, for a lucky header yeah. in, in, in their box. This was really bad management. Sorry, Jonas. <laughs> I think he's, he's a fantastic manager. But this, this defeat is also on him. Hmm. No, I, I, I agree, actually. I, I was... I was amazed when he, he threw Jen Beatty on that front for the, for the last couple of minutes. I'm like, okay, yeah, she is good in the air. She can win headers. But we didn't even get the ball in the box the whole time that she was on. So it was a complete waste of time. Uh, and I'm not necessarily blaming the manager for that fact we didn't get the ball into the box. But it was a strange... It, I just It was poor management of that game. You're right. In the last 10 minutes in particular, when we're 2-1 up in a, in a difficult game, we have, to, we have to get something. And you're right, when they got it back to 2-2, if nothing else, you've got to not lose that game. Don't even try and win it necessarily. Just don't lose it. That's the, got to be yes. the priority, hasn't it, in that situation. With the way the game had gone, such a poor performance overall. But, yeah, it was um, it was bad, mate. I agree. And I think Jonas was, was um, you know, made mistakes 
in that game, definitely he did. And the players made mistakes. We know that it wasn't a great performance. But yeah, the management at the end was was poor. And that, as it cost us that, that at least yeah. a point in that game, definitely it did. And yeah, yes. as I said, Chelsea don't make those mistakes today. Chelsea oh. don't lose that game from that position. They, they may have drawn it, but they certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't have lost. And it's less than that we need to learn. And you're right about putting Jen in, in defence. Maybe with five minutes to go and it was 2-1, bring her on at the, at the back. Let's see that game out. That would have been a sense. He did it against Juventus. He brought her on, didn't he? We'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I one hundred percent agree with you. That was, um, it wasn't very good game management at all by Jonas. And hopefully he's learned from that and he won't make the same mistakes again in games when it matters. Because yeah, that has cost us at least at least one point. Potentially it cost us all three as well. So yeah, very very poor. Um, I mean, Matt. Obviously, you know, we know you had your issue getting there and back with the train and stuff like that. And you know, unfortunately, the game itself didn't really help to make it feel like worth worth the trouble in a way because it was it was a poor performance. Regardless, even if we'd won that game, yeah, we would have been happy to have won, but it was a poor performance. Even the second half wasn't a lot better, was it? Let's be honest. Yeah, but I think the difference was between that first half and second half. The first half we were very rusty and fatigued. Mm, uh, yeah. it, it just we weren't able to control it at all, and. It, I think that played a part. Uh, United eventually got their goal. Um, if I'm honest, I look at Manu. Manu, she's trying to claim it, and it's just too high for us. So I, it, I don't know whether it's Manu's misjudging or she's thinking, right, okay, I can try and get it. But mm. it's it's odd to see that a goalkeeper comes for those sorts of things, and usually she gets it. Yeah, and maybe it would have been. It was just too high, and. I think oh, when I was looking back at these games, it was uh, Casey. I believe that was that wasn't the following the run. Someone lost the run in yeah. the midfield, and instead of following Alatoon, who I despise very much, as well as uh, a few <laughs> other other United players, um, for certain reasons. But let's not go into that because this is all about Arsenal. Um, and she was just there for a tap in. It was just quite easy. I think the problem as well was the fact that both Laura and Manu, not Laura, it was Lotta, yeah, Steph and Manu didn't communicate to say who's going to be heading for this. So Manu's gone to claim it, she's missed it. Lotta's gone to head it, she's missed it. Steph's gone for the front post and she's missed it. And that's left Katie not knowing who's around her to say there's a matter, there's man on, player on, whatever they want to say. Mm just to say, look, just be careful your surroundings. Try and get your boot on it if you can, but mm. it's just an easy tap-in. Um, the second half, we played a lot better and we improved. It was a lot similar to what we've seen before, but usually when we go 2-1 up, we look to go and get that third. And I and I was uh, mm. we were on top for quite a long time during that game. And I was thinking, we're looking for a third. We're looking for a third. When is it going to come? Is it going to come? And it, it just, I was hoping that had we got the third, that would have probably helped a little bit, a little bit more, because two ones are never a safe, um, no, no, it's no. never safe for anyone, because no, no. uh, you never know with games of football. We've seen it in the in the men's World Cup at the moment. You get nineteen mm-hmm. minutes added on and four, <laughs> three goals in that amount of time. So, yeah. um, but the pro- I think one of my favourite things was Katie combining. She showed a lot more. I think she's getting used to playing at the left left uh, back role now, and it's helping out. The fact that she combined with Laura for her goal was brilliant. Mm. Laura's goal, to be honest, I think that was the the goal of the match. 
Yeah, the mind of contender because it was just brilliant. And I have a thing with picking these sorts of games, don't I? Last <laughs> you year, do. all the uh, well, uh, almost goal of the month contenders, and this time it's um, for the players' first WSL goals. So, um, yeah. it's an in, but it's, uh, uh, both Laura and Lotter as well. That there are a few times where, where there was miscommunication as well. Uh, the referee, I hate going on about this, but <laughs> control of the match. Um, I don't mm. know if Amar or Andreas picked it up, but I saw several handballs and it was ma mainly Man United. I was quite high up, so yeah. And yeah, yeah. literally the ball was straight in their hand and and she was, she. I don't know if, any, but it, they need to be picked up and things like that. And it, mm. it was just ridiculous because things like that determine games at the end of them you've seen it before it's, there's a couple of famous incidences where that's happened there's been a couple of times even when the referees got in the way of, of things like yeah. that so it's just they need to be more careful i know they're only semi-professional and we want them to be professional so that we've actually got a fully professional league across the mm. referees and everything thing else especially with the players it just still i don't understand how we've got semi-professional referees yes. in a professional league it doesn't make sense. It's almost that's a good point. I I had football uh, earlier today, and we had a seventeen-year-old referee. This would have been wow. the first time he've, he's ever done matches, uh, like like uh, like us. But it, there was things that weren't going this way. We've been told to respect the referee, and some people didn't. And it's just getting to the point where if you're allowing these sorts of things to happen, it's causing an issue not just at in the WSL, it's also happening grassroots, and mm -hmm. it's not going to make you wonder at times what's going on. Um, the pitch invaders, yeah, yes. that was very frustrating. I don't understand what was going on. I don't. That never ha has happened at the Emirates before, as far no, as I'm no, aware. No. It never no. happens at an Arsenal game, game, especially at Boreham Wood, especially no. and in previous times when we've been at the Emirates. Never seen a pitch invasion before, and it was all boys. Boys about eight to ten. It was ridiculous. I thought there was an old middle-aged man in there, but no, I was wrong. I think there was as well. But it just got to the stage where how has that even happened? Like this is women's football. Um I don't was they was they Arsenal fans, were they? I don't know because they I don't think I think they might have been United fans because they didn't have an Arsenal shirt on or anything. So but that was the problem as well, is that United I'll probably come on to that bit in a second about the United fans because that actually has really annoyed me. Um, at two, yeah, two one, we should have pushed for another one. Um, if two one, never safe. I'm going to say United got very lucky as well. Their, uh, the free kick, uh, it was uh, very odd because again the communication between the defence that second goal that they scored, Millie Turner uh, from the corner, Casey was marking her. But why? Whenever I'm playing i always mark, say mark size for size katie's yeah. not very tall compared mm. to military millie turner millie turner is quite tall so you would have yeah. thought someone like a steena someone like a viv would mark her instead because they've got the similar sorts of build so they can go to fight for those 50 50s instead mm. it was it, it feels like i don't I, I, it feels odd when that's happening and it's like uh, everyone knows my height because you've seen me i'm five foot five yeah if I'm going up against someone who's six foot, there's no way I'm winning that ball. 
No. It's, it's not going to happen. It's we just... make it if you've gone out against Andreas for a header. Yeah. Funny <laughs> oh, enough, I, I, I will probably get up to about Andreas's shoulder, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but apart from that, that's it's still the same thing. You just do's and don'ts in football, and you just don't, don't do it. Yeah. Um, for yeah. the winner again, it was poorly positioned. Viv was on the wrong side of her yeah. player. Um, Katie and Laura again marking uh, the same player, and. That's how they scored, and Alessia Russo's there to head it in, mm-hmm. which I believe was a copycat of one of our earliest goals against us. Yeah, um, season at Meadow Park, that's right. It, yeah. it seems to be at the moment United just have a bit of a bogey team when it comes to WSL matches, and yeah. Yeah. it is annoying, but it happens, and we have to move on. Um, if I'm honest, as well, I'm going to go back to the referee. And, I'm sorry, I'm trying to. Get <laughs> Mark Skinner should have been sent off because right. uh, he was uh, where I was sitting. I was sitting right by the tunnel. He was actually going after the fourth official mm-hmm. after he originally got the yellow card. So he should have been actually sent off for that. Um, the atmosphere. I don't know what was going on with the atmosphere. Uh, we were trying to get chants going. Nothing was happening. Uh, the words on the screen weren't helping when there was a corner. It just felt so dead for an Arsenal game. It was so weird. I, I, mm. uh, even at Leicester, I, everyone was trying, but not a lot of people were, were yeah. there to sit and chant. But mm. even going back to the game against Tottenham, that it was a lot better atmosphere. It, yeah. just, I, it felt kind of flat and it kind of replicated how the players felt at the time. Uh, it just didn't work out. I think we'll talk about Beth later. Uh, it just, if I'm honest, this game just reminded me of the first game this year. I'm not going to mention it by name or anything like that. But just with everything that was going on, the injuries and mm. everything else going on, right. Jonas, Jonas yeah. sort of, with the way he had to deal with everything, he just stood and froze, which Andreas was talked about a little yeah. bit. Mm. He he should be he shouldn't be freezing. He should be realizing right. Seventy. Uh, we've got twenty minutes to go. We're winning to two one. We need to either we need to do two one or two things. Either bring on Jem Beatty and shore up the defense. But I'll mm-hmm. wait, maybe I'll wait until the 80th minute instead of the 86th. Um, maybe I'll bring on Manor Ubuji because at that time they were yeah. playing the block. But instead, Manor wasn't playing. And this is one of the things I was thinking about is that. I was looking at Beth at the time. I was thinking she doesn't look as good as she usually is, and her awareness isn't just there. She's playing there, but she's not usually giving her eight out of tens every week. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of the problems I had. I was thinking, you know what, Beth's going to end up being subbed here, and unfortunately, uh, I think we'll cover that later on. Um, good news though, no red card for us against Manchester United. This is the first time this has happened. Yeah. In a home game for us, so it is, yeah. all that. So, um, yeah, a lot to digest there. So, I will apologize for him. He's in- no, don't apologize, man. I'm happy, I'm gonna keep my brief. That's all good. Man. No, no, you, you, you made some, you made some good points, and it's, and it's good to, it's good to hear. Him. I mean, I apologize, you know, it's, all, it's all good. You don't have to apologize, yeah. I, I agree with, 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 uh, with a lot of that. I mean, obviously, I can't really comment on the atmosphere in the stadium because I wasn't there, but um, 
yes, I mean, maybe that was a factor. I mean, obviously, the, the bit that you were behind the dugout, when we were at a Tottenham game, we were on that same stand, but a little bit further around near the corner flag. Yeah. And I don't think that necessarily is the best place in the ground for atmosphere, if I'm honest. I don't think that whole stand is the greatest place to be. More the other side seems to be better, or behind the goal, maybe. Um and I think that's maybe, unfortunately, that's where you were. And maybe that wasn't the, the best part of the state. I mean, Andrea seemed to find the atmosphere okay. And I do think that side where he was opposite where you were yeah. seems to be better. We were there for the Wolfsburg game over that side. And it, it seemed a lot better than um, than that side of the, of the ground. It may not be the way it is. That's where the people get the tickets. I don't know. But, but yeah, that's a shame if you felt the atmosphere wasn't wasn't Just as great as it could have before been. Because... I do, we do move on. Sorry, I have forgotten about United. I was meant to talk about United and their right allocation. They were actually yeah. not given an allocation. Arsenal really? offered it to United in the first place. United turned around and said no. And right. Arsenal said, well, OK. And then United fans uh, sort of flapped about, as they always do, uh, saying, oh, we haven't got an away end. Give us an away end. And Arsenal said, OK, we'll just say say that we didn't give them an away end uh, just to sort of cover United's track. So actually, mm-hmm. United fans are going, oh, we got an away end. Blah, blah, blah. No, Arsenal gave you that away end because... Because we mm. offered to it first. It's just, I just, and look how well they did. Like they were chanting, I don't know if you could all hear it, but they were chanting throughout the 90 minutes. And that's yeah. eventually how they got their win because they were chanting and singing. They were making mm-hmm. themselves be known for those mm. 90 minutes. But whenever, just typical United fans feel that they, they feel <laughs> privileged, don't they? Feel privileged that they deserve everything. And yeah. that's not how women's football works. I mean, I noticed there was a few in the, sort of in the in within the Arsenal sections as well. When they scored the goal, you could see them like jumping and cheering and stuff like that in, in, in the Arsenal end. So they were everywhere anyway. But yeah, I suppose it was a bit like the Tottenham game, was it? They stuck them in what technically is the away end in the yeah. stadium for the men's team, isn't it, in that corner. So um yeah, I mean it needs it needs to happen more. And I think it's starting to now, isn't it? I think we're gonna to start to get dedicated away ends for for bands in the women's WSL now going mm-hmm. forward. It needs to happen, I think. You know, not not that you need to separate fans because of potential for trouble as maybe you do with a men's game but I do think it's nice when you go away from home to be in and amongst all your own supporters isn't it and enjoy yeah. the game with your own fans rather than being in the round with the home fans it makes more sense to do it like that really and you know certainly when you're at the big stadium you've got the room to do it is that is an end already dedicated for away fans at the Emirates so stick them in there it makes it much much better doesn't it I don't know why there has to be any any discussion about it just put them in there it's done isn't it every every game should be like that every single I think every ground should have a, an away section for the fans um, at WSL and hopefully I say it looks like we're getting more of that now happening so hopefully it'll be it'll become normal in the future and you know Arsenal will start selling tickets for the away games um, themselves rather than having to get them from the home ground at the moment because you still we still got to do it haven't we if you want to go to an away game at Arsenal women you've got to buy the ticket from the home uh, club, yeah. you? Yeah. If you go to the Arsenal website if you click on the fixtures you can actually click on the fixtures and if they are for sale, so say, for example, the Aston Villa game on the 11th, you could get tickets in the Arsenal end uh, section through that way, which is what has been tried, which they've been... Oh, they just- you can do it now, can you? In, on the yeah. Arsenal website? Oh, okay. I, I, I know you didn't used to be able to, did you? I've tried before and you, you have to get them from the home club. We got the Man City tickets from Man City and we've done it before for other games. Man City, been- yeah, I don't know why Man City do that because they've got... Yeah. But you have to have a discount code for Man City. Which is, well, you have, you, you have to have an account. You have to like log in and, and make yourself a Man City account. So I keep getting emails from Man City telling me, "I'll oh, buy tickets for the Man City men." No, I don't want to. <laughs> I wanted to buy that <laughs> one game, and that's it. Leave me alone. But anyway, 
Um, that's how it is. But yeah, hopefully it'll be a little bit easier to get away tickets in a, a dedicated away yeah. stand in future. That's what we want. You know, yeah. when you go, when you watch your team away, you want to be in with your own fans, don't you? That, that's how it should be. Uh, I mean, Emma, what did you make of all of that? Obviously, you was in the ground as well, along with the other yeah. guys. And um, I mean, as we said before, at the way the game was at five minutes to play, we should be winning that game, shouldn't we? There's no excuse. There was to me. There's no excuse that we lost. It was ridiculous. No, but overall the whole performance just just there just was very on Arsenal like performance. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean you could see from the off, I've seen from the warning shot after just two minutes as well. You could see Man United were here that the game plan the intent was clear as well. When Leah Golden mm. forced that good save out of Manu, which would have probably gone in and it not been for intention. You would have thought as a warning shot that would have just woken Arsenal up, but it just seemed there was no energy, there's no passion, there's no desire, there's no belief. There was there's not things you associate with Arsenal. It was not a performance which, which it was it was a performance which, as I said, was very unlike Arsenal, but mm. just lacked just the basics pretty much. It was just like they they didn't have no ideas on how to play. Well, contact they didn't play out of the back as much as they used to, but they just couldn't beat Manchester United's press. They were co- co- consistently being falling into the traps that Manchester United were setting, and uh, yeah, they just they, they didn't learn their lesson. Ultimately, they got their goal uh, which they deserved before mm. half time. We I don't even remember us even having a shot on target in the first half. When was the last time that happened in any half of football? But yeah, I mean, I I know everyone will say yes, it was managed fault of communication. But I think for me, Lotter as well has got to get tied to two under two. You can't just let a roam free at the back post and have a tap in. Whether it was a communication between the defence, as you say, but yeah, for me, I think yeah, you can blame you. It, it's equally to blame is Lotter for not getting a position positioning right as is for Manu for flapping it somewhat. So yeah, we got what we deserve. Second half we came out much better. Got the lucky goal. Scored a superb second. Katie doing what she does best. Laying on a plate for Laura. I was so happy for her after that, after the miss she had against Reading. Of course, we 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 have to take into account she's a right back, and so yeah, while she missed an easy one, that was a superb finish. Because even in a post match, she was crying at the end. I saw it on the Twitter. We've got to manage our game better. It's, mm. It was debatable whether it was a free kick, but when when the ball touches a hand in close proximity, the referee's not going to give the decision to us. And and uh, yeah, one of probably many handballs that Matt refers to, but. Who's marking Millie Turner for the free kick? I don't know. And Manu, maybe if she stays on the line, does she maybe stop that from hitting the ball and going? I don't know. Maybe she could be a bit braver and stay on the line there. But who's the marking in itself was poor. And even from the corner, I think it was, if I remember from the highlights, was it Caitlin Ford who was, mark, who was marking marking Alessia Russo? I can't I remember. Mean, I think it was Viv, actually. Oh, so I don't know who Caelan Ford was marking. I can't remember, but I mean, the organisation there has to be better. And mm. yeah, and I don't know what were the heights as well. I mean, there was a mismatch. We know no, Russo's done that three times this year from set pieces now, becoming a bit of a nemesis. And yeah, yeah I do, I do, I do agree with uh, yeah, Jonas. It was a little bit bizarre tactics. Maybe we could have gone for it a bit more two-one. But Jordan, I'm surprised. I know maybe her minutes have to be managed, but maybe I would have kept Jordan on. Because she could, she's capable of grabbing the game by a scruff of her neck and getting the mm. teammates act together and and uh, and going us to win the game at two one. And same with Beth. I don't know. Maybe the, her injury could have been avoided had she been bought off sooner and Jen had come on. But overall, we have to manage that game better. And and it's just like it's those things. We know last season there was only one defeat, which ultimately cost us a title. We have to say switch on at all times and it was a very unarsenal like performance and we ultimately uh, as, as it pained me to say it we got what we deserved 
Yeah, we did. I mean, as much as we should have won from 2-1 up, I don't think really we didn't deserve to win the game. We didn't play well enough to win the game overall, did we? So we probably did get what we deserved, but we, we needed to have got something from the position that we were in. And funny enough, you know, it, it was bad organisation defensively. And funny enough, when that, obviously when the, the corner was, was about to come in for the, what turned out to be the winning goal, I was kind of a little bit worried um, that they might score because of how yeah. poor we, we were at set pieces and we poor yeah. we've been against them before. And it was absolutely no surprise to me it was Russo that got the goal because yeah. she's done it to us, as you said, rightly. Yeah. She's done it a few times before. And that's what she's good at. And for us to allow her the opportunity that late in the yeah. game, when we know what was going to happen, was really, really bad. And, yeah, we need to learn from it because we have made these mistakes before. We've said we have done. And, unfortunately, um, we haven't. We, we didn't learn from it in this game and it's cost us and it hopefully it won't prove to be a costly defeat everybody's lost all the top teams have lost now so it's not like we're, no. we're dropped behind but yeah we had an opportunity to pull away you know to, to get an extra three points on everybody and, and we we failed to do that and that's you know that could prove to be at the end of the season we saw how, how close it was last year wasn't it every single point mattered and that yeah. was one point at least that we should have got and we didn't and yeah, uh, I think that's going to be disappointing. Herman agrees. He said Arsenal didn't seem to have energy. No, we didn't. Mm. And I don't know why we didn't. We, we just didn't have the energy. Right? Uh, Terry says, a disaster, to be fair. I felt sorry for the fans to see that performance at the Emirates. And then to see uh, poor Matt struggle getting home. He's a little over and over women's little soldier. Yeah, he, he, he did well. He managed to get home, which is, which is the main thing, which is what we want. Um, what time did you get home in the end then, Matt? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. What time did you get home? I got home at one in the morning, but Melissa, who got us the ticket for a few of us in like a little mini block together, she got in at four o'clock in the morning. What did she? She lives in Leicester, don't she, or somewhere, isn't it? Only Leicester. She, yeah, she lives toward, uh, towards Leicester. So it, it, it's, 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 it's insane. It, it shouldn't be happening. But I would like to see more efficient training. Uh, issue of issues with the train obviously we're having issues with the trains now but yes it's going to be a pro it's going to be yeah i think it'll, i'll be fine for when i go to aston villa but when the next time i go to the emirates for the chelsea game mm. i think i'm going to have trouble again which means yeah. i'm going to have to look at hotels and things like that well, you will, because there's, there's there's a train strike the week before that isn't there before we play chelsea so there's going to be delays on the trains that weekend you can guarantee there will be it's going to be it's going to be an absolute disaster that yeah and yeah, yeah. it's it's i mean it's 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 a mess it's completely not a mess i mean to get home that late from a game that was i guess it was a later kickoff our part was it our past five kickoff was it but the game's finished by sort of you know by quarter to eight to get home at four o'clock in the morning Absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? it that is ridiculous. Luckily, I got home at half past nine, but even then there were no buses or anything. So when I got home on the tube, I just had to walk here pretty much half an hour, which was good for me. But I was a little bit, well, that was was a little bit concerning. There were no buses at that time, but that's the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, public transport. You know, they want to get everybody out of their cars, right, for whatever reason. And if they're going to do that, they have to make public transport actually worth doing it. I mean, Absolutely. there's no way. I mean, we, we got the train down a couple of times. Um, there's no way I'd even risk getting a train now. We'll just drive. Huh. So if, if the government want me to leave my car at home and not use it, then make tra public transport better <laughs> and make it yeah. more affordable yeah. and more reliable and the fact that you can get home at decent times of the day and not have yeah. to you know, be messing around at four o'clock in the morning, getting out, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But um, I suppose that's the life of a football fan. Nobody cares about us, do they? We, we you know, we're, oh, exactly. in the world, we're second nature compared to everybody else, yeah. 
yeah they don't really care about us do they but anyway um herman makes a good point there he says we sure miss kim yeah there's no doubt about that of course you know any, any team in the world would miss a player like Kim, wouldn't they? So, yeah, we are missing her. Of course, there's no doubt about that. Um, Terry says, uh, I know uh, we were bad, but we have to give credit to Man U. They did come to win. Uh, well, they did, yeah. Uh, you don't know how much yeah. that hurts. Uh, yeah, no, they did. They they played well. They deserve to win that game. Right, overall, and we can't really have any complaints about that, the result, certainly. Um, Herman says, uh, we are missing um five players yeah we are we're missing a lot of good players as well some of our best players are out of the team and of course it's going to make a difference and it and it, and it did yeah. uh terry says uh amar for london mayor well he you know he certainly wouldn't do a, a work in the current mayor, mayor. so no, thanks no thank you no you don't fancy that job no i don't fancy that job no thank you no, it's probably not a lot of fun, to be fair. Um, obviously, uh, the Man United game, it was bad enough losing to Man United in the way that we did in the last few minutes. But even worse than that was this. I mean, we never want to see any player injured at any no. time. But for a player uh, uh, that's had the year that Beth Mead has had for, yeah. for England... You know the, the euros everything else for it to happen to her is just you know it couldn't have been a worse player for, for to, to get injured yes it don't want anyone to get injured as i said but and the fact that it was so late in the game and it was such an innocuous thing you know just chasing a ball down that was going yeah. out of play, and yeah you don't want her not to do it because that's what she does she chases everything down it was such a i mean i i knew it was bad at the time you saw her reaction yeah. you know beth doesn't do that does she normally no. you know, it's obvious it was a bad injury and unfortunately as we know the news has come through that it is an acl and that is a very very long time out isn't it yeah. you know how strong she is no matter how quick she can recover it's going yeah. to be a long time you know the season's over for her. the world cup i doubt she'll be fit to play in the world cup if we're honest um and she's going to probably miss the start of next season as well i mean it's terrible 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 news um but um, I think there are a lot of issues that need to be looked at, you know, not yes. just in the women's game, in football in general, but particularly in the women's game, because so many women's players are getting ACL injuries over the last couple of years. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, Viv Miedemar came out, of course, you know, she's going to be um, as upset as anybody, isn't she? Because it's Beth that's injured. But, you know, she made a very, very good point this week when an article that she put out about the, the schedule and the load that the players are having to, to manage. Yeah. And... She's right. There's no doubt in my mind that there's far too many games crammed into a short period of time. And then you've got ridiculous international breaks. And now, this weekend, when they could have played WSL games, they've got Continental Cup games for a midweek tournament. A midweek tournament. It's the second Saturday in this season that they've stopped WSL games for the Continental Cup. Absolutely madness when there's fixture congestion right, left and centre. You've got teams in the Champions League, you know. What they should have done was, if anything, then, yes, maybe some of the other teams, Reading and all them teams, could play in the Continental Cup maybe this weekend. But surely Arsenal and Chelsea that are in Europe, make us let us play a, a WSL game, maybe yeah. play Chelsea this weekend. Somebody, anybody, you know what I mean? Just have a game. It's ridiculous not having a game and having to fill games in later on in the season when mm. there's already too many games as there is, too many yeah. international breaks. It's, it's just crazy. And we're seeing now with the injuries and in what's happening. And, I mean, we've got a lot of players out at this moment in time, as we said, four or five big players missing for us, which is terrible yeah. news for Arsenal. But it's not just Arsenal that's affected. This is affecting women's football. It's affecting the players everywhere yeah. in Europe. You know, we've seen elsewhere, 
you know, Alexis has got that terrible injury and the same injury. And it's, it's happening happening time after time after time. And it's, there's got to be, you know, Viv's right. There's got to be a link. And it has to be looked at. You know, Emma Hayes has said it plenty of times before. Um, and they've got to listen. The, the WSL, the FA, everybody, UEFA, everybody's got to look at this. And we've got to go going forward. Yes, we want the women's game to, to be... Um, to have more exposure, we want more people to be watching the games. We want them to be on telly, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you've got to take care of the players. And if that means less games, then that's what we're going to have to do, and that's fine. It's no problem. You know, have one game a week is fine. You know, make the season stretch the season out a little bit longer. Stop having five million international breaks. You know, yeah. and play the WSL games and play the Champions League games and do it properly mm. and make sure everybody's got enough break because it is. Mm-hmm. It's terrible what's happening and it's getting worse and worse and worse and it's not going to improve until they look at that because it, obviously there's an issue somewhere. I mean, I mean, Andreas, it is number of games, isn't it, first of all? But it, do you think there's maybe more to it than that, than just simply the number of games that they're playing? Do you think there's other aspects, other issues that need to be looked at as well in terms of maybe their health and what how they're recovering after games and, you know, the actual the medical care in, in the clubs? Does that need to be more women-focused? Because it does say, yes... Obviously, men men players get injured as well, but it does seem to be a high percentage of the women players that are getting these injuries, isn't it? Is it something that they need to look at there as well? Do you think? Yeah, I think uh, Biff made the points. Uh, it's it's the overload uh, for for the players, and it's it's not only physical; it's all also mentally uh, overload. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you mm-hmm. are not not mentally ready or, or at one hundred percent, this. Uh, the, the danger of getting injuries is is uh, created by this this mental point, and this is what we've also said. Uh, she she mm. didn't say that she was close to a burnout, but if you read her uh, article, uh, you can you can read this between the lines that she mm. needed this time off and she needed two weeks away from football. Mm. And yeah, so we, we can't continue this way. But the only thing the FA, the UEFA, and every every na- uh, National League are seeing is is the money, the money that's coming into the women's game, uh, TV coverage, more money from TV, and then uh, the the TV stations decide when when the matches are played. Uh, this this is n- a bad development. And uh, if you remember uh, the exactly. time, there were matches on Saturday, all matches on Saturday, and then uh, if there are international matches, then they were on Wednesday, and the next one on Saturday again. And now we are playing on on uh, Thursday and the next one on Sunday and then mm. maybe Champions League on, mm. on Tuesday or something. Uh, and then it's international break. You play uh, on Friday and on Monday. So it's too much. And it's all for the money, all for TV coverage. Yeah. And that's the wrong the wrong development. And once again, uh, it's not only the overload on in matches that uh, cause the injuries. It's also mm. overload in, in mental situation for the players mm. Not yeah. fit, and uh, if you see Beth, she she played nearly every match last season. The Euros, no break, and the Champions League qualifiers, the WSL international matches again, and she was always on the pitch for ninety minutes. And yeah, maybe uh, she should have been taken off on on uh, Saturday after seventy minutes or so, yes. uh, just to prevent this uh, what happened. Because I think yeah, it, it was no foul, but. Um, maybe she was she was not mentally at one hundred percent. She she was one or two seconds too late, and then mm. uh, 
that, and this happens. And uh, furthermore, it's it's also uh, about the women's constitution. Uh, you must uh, consider all this. It's different mm. to, to men, uh, and nobody nobody looks at this. So no. um, yeah, yeah. If you see how many top players are injured from from Barcelona, from Lyon, Lyon has five yes. players injured yes. out. Uh, and uh, Emma Hayes was uh, was uh, talking about this when Daniel Harder was injured in yes. international break at the Denmark camp, and she's out for mm. unforeseeable time. So uh, Bayern Munich has three or four players out for for a long time with with mm. knee injuries. It's in every league for every top club, and this is the wrong development. We want to have the best players on the pitch. If if I I'm going to a match, I want to see. Our top players, but I also want to see Bernal Harder or or Frank Kirby or Alessio. I don't want them mm. out injured. Last season, Man yes. City had the problem with the injuries, and mm. and that's of course you can say, oh, that's good for us. Uh, they have a lot of injuries. No, that's not good. I want to see the best players in yeah. every team. And if if you lose this match, then okay, then you have to say, okay, the other team, the other spot is better. They want mm. they they have the better spot, but not. Uh, we we win because they have five injuries in of top players. That's the wrong the wrong way, and it's yes. all about money. It's all about TV coverage, and uh, instead of instead of pre preventing this, uh, we create new uh, competitions like the Nations League for for women. Oh. Oh. We need an, another Nations League besides the, the friendlies and the qualifiers for the national for the national teams. I don't understand this. And no. Of course, we we are so angry <laughs> because we have a lot of key players out, but it can happen to every other team, and that's the wrong yeah. development once again. Absolutely, I mean, it does seem as though all of the decisions that are made are literally about money, not about player welfare, not about spectators, not about the the sport in general. It's all about money, and that is complete and utterly wrong, isn't it? I mean, it is. I mean, you're right. And I, I do think sometimes it's easy to look at, and, and it's mentioned quite a lot, isn't it? You know, we want the women's players to be treated equally to the men's players, right? And I think as part of that, what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and make women play as many games as the men. And that's not, you know, women and men aren't the same physically. And I think everybody's got to take a step back and understand that they're not the same and they can't deal with the same amount of pressure, the same amount of, um, you know, uh, kind of stuff that the men's players can and that needs to be a factor whenever they're looking at anything you've got to put that as part of it that's got to be one of the main because at the end of the day you're totally right Andreas. yes of course you know if we play Chelsea and they've got half their team out we might win that game brilliant we've got three points on Chelsea it might help us win the league but ultimately is that good for the women's game in general no of course it isn't you know we want to see the best players playing that's what it's all about isn't it because otherwise it's an inferior product because you're not seeing the top players playing and that's not going to be good for women's football in general mm -hmm. and it's going to be good for the fans it's not good for tv it's not good for anybody and this is something that and i don't know what it's going to take you know obviously england's best player now is out for could be a year up to a year right and mm -hmm. what is it going to take for somebody in women's football to turn around and say this we, we're not going to do this anymore we cannot maintain this anymore we have got to put the players welfare before money Absolutely. before tv for anything that's what we've got to do that's got to be the priority it's got to be and i don't know what it's going to take now if it if it can't take england's best player with a serious injury like this to, to 
for it to happen what what is going to make it happen when are they going to be able when are they going to turn around and say we've got to do this maybe the players i mean you know viz come out she's been very vocal about it and that's that's a, that's a good thing to do it takes more top players to maybe do the same maybe top players to say we are not going to play we're not going to play these international friendlies we're not going to do it Viv took time out, didn't she? She didn't go to play for Holland in those games in the last last week or so because she needed a break. The more players that do that, the more they might understand and think, you know what, we've got to we've got to do something, we've got to change the fixture list. We've got to look at that and we've got to put the players' welfare before money and before every, anything else. I mean it is it's getting out of hand now and it's getting it's getting worse. We've noticed it in the last couple of years how much worse it's it's become. You know, the game's got better, the technical level's gone up. Um there's more fans in the stadium, but suddenly now we're losing player after player after player for the same injuries that can be not prevented completely, but can certainly we can help them to make it happen less often. Surely we, we, the, the game can do more. I mean, I mean, Matt, what have you made of all of this? Because Viv makes some very, very good points, doesn't she, in an article, and she's right. And we need to, you know, not us personally, but women's football needs to listen to her, surely. It's not just that as well. I'm pretty sure that I've been talking about this on previous shows where I've turned around and said that the players need help medically they need uh, or psychologically because of mm. the fatigue and everything like that. Um, just to put it in perspective, uh, I am going to try and do this with my hands, but just imagine that that's the knee and yeah. this knuckle here, that's, yeah. the, that's the muscle. So when Beth's gone, like, gone to run... She's yeah. twisted the knee, so that has completely snapped. Oh, yeah. That's how serious it is. Is yeah. that muscle will yeah. not grow back? She has to have a surgery to sort it all out. But mm. it—that was the problem. Uh, was that? Uh, I think you mentioned it, Andreas, about the stress and everything, because she was playing ninety minutes and because she was she wasn't getting rested as much. Okay, she had a, the international uh, game against Japan. She ended up flying back home. Um, after the Japan, sorry, it was just it's just one of those things where you should turn around and just say, you know what, I, I I love playing for my country, but I've got too much on my plate. I've got this, I've got that, I've got. Uh, she she ended up having her not a book signing. She had a, a um, venue to go to to talk about her book on the Monday. Yeah, sure that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's a cancel it. Yeah, cancelled because of that. So it's not just that. As people who are England fans are missing out on seeing Beth Mead a bit of publicly mm. or everything else that goes along with it. Um, just while I'm on the injury front, I was when I got those videos of Gunnosaurus high-fiving all the players, yeah. uh, that was through the sports club. So thank you for letting us join in with that, big welcoming the players. Mm. Uh, Kim and Rafa both... Uh, rocked up in the uh, car they weren't on the coach kim was on crutches oh no um but she seemed fine she seemed happy half ha uh Hafaella was fine she was she was walking there was no boot or anything as well so that looks all right so she might be joining in with sessions leah as well she's we've seen her running in dubai and things like that so mm -hmm. she seems to be running straight but but which might be seeing um her return of them both perhaps return soon maybe this is a blessing in disguise uh the fact that we do not have a wsl game this this week it yeah as it turned out for us it's probably a, a good thing for the um, injury yeah i agree 
I'm hoping that Lena hasn't done anything too bad and that she'll actually be joining in with training sessions because yeah. um, as things stand, it it's just we need as many attacking options as possible. Uh, yeah, Tim, really. uh, Tim Stillman has mentioned the irony of Nikita Paris looking for game time. Well, had she stayed at the club, <laughs> yeah, she would have had six months playing on the right wing. And yeah. it's a bit of a shame, really. But these injuries are just piling up and piling up and it it's almost like you can actually now you can officially have a starting eleven of people who have acls this year <laughs> acl starting right, this come from uh, league games and everything like that so you have people like ellie carpenter uh beth now you it's even i think it was just after beth had done hers a goalkeeper in the german league had uh, done hers in one of the French goalkeepers. So it's one of those things where we need to be careful, but at the same time, a lot more research needs to go and think into these things. Why are they being caused? How can we stop them being caused? Is it about the recovery rates? Do, do they need maybe one and a half days recovery to, instead of the one day to recover? It needs to be altered so that we understand how they can happen and how to prevent it and mm. it comes along with the development and things like that there are so many things that we would want to see developed uh, I know if uh, if I'm honest medically I think the medical side we need to develop before we even look at the referees that's how much of a priority I would see it as at the moment yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just to get it's just getting out of hand and it shouldn't be happening and mm-hmm. it, it is a shame because we're mo- we're losing players left right and center and yeah. it shouldn't be happening and it's a bit of a shame the only positive that might come out of this is that now arsenal have to be reactionary in the transfer window when perhaps both the men's and the women's team are now going to have to turn around and say right we we need pl- mm. about two or three players so Hopefully, in the in the uh, window, we'll see money, money, money being spent, or at least some something yeah. in the works. Because it otherwise, it's just yeah. seems like everything's going to fall apart. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in a way, maybe yes, and you know, we wouldn't, as I said at the start, we wouldn't want any player to be injured any time. But I suppose when you look at it in one way, if if your players are injured before the January window, at least you've got an opportunity to buy some players in to help the squad out. Whereas if it happens in February, you've got to get through the rest of the season with what you've got. So in that sense, the, the timing hasn't been the worst it could have been from the club perspective. Obviously for Beth, it's, it's heartbreaking because she's going to miss potentially the World Cup. I can't see her being fit for the World Cup. No. No. Just can't, I can't see it with the injury that she's got. I know she's going to hope that she is, but I'd be amazing. I mean, I know she recovers quickly generally, but I mean, that would be... That would be something different if she was to, to come back um to come back that quickly so let, let's hope that um you know she just i didn't know what we want we want her to recover quickly and be playing as soon as she can whenever that is whether it's before the end of this season it seems unlikely whether it's at the world cup or whether it's obviously hopefully some stage at the start of next season that she's going to be fine and she can recover from this and and you know continue with a form that she showed for the last year or so where she's been just uh, unbelievable really hasn't she um terry says there. Uh, he says he, he agrees with uh, with Andrea, <laughs> how bad Mido's playing. One bit of genius from Merkel when you game, yeah, you can. And that's that's why she doesn't get taken off generally because she's got that ability to win us games. And but ultimately as well, you've got to look at the players' welfare as well, haven't you? Sometimes that's got to come before 
anything else. And I, I don't know if they do that. Herman says, yeah, have uh, you got that right? It's all about money. Yeah, of course it is. We, it is all about money, unfortunately. I'm not quite sure I agree with Herman either. He says, Piers Morgan would be the man who has enough clout to manage the problem. I'm not sure Piers Morgan can solve any problems, really, personally. <laughs> so, anyway, you know, he's got a lot of clout, certainly, but I'm not sure that he would ever use it for any good because he never has done so far. Um, but anyway, he's an Arsenal fan or allegedly an Arsenal fan. So I don't know. Um, we'll see. I mean, Terry says, and he's right. Didn't, didn't we say this last season? Let's hope Sky BBC don't ruin a women's game. Like they have yeah, yeah. We, we were worried that they might do. And I'm not saying it's literally just down to that. Yes, that's playing a big part. There's no doubt about that. Um, and Terry says, there, uh, did you hear that, Amar? Matt thinks that Rafa will yes, be Yes, I heard it very well, yes. <laughs> that, that'll make you, that would probably cheer up Amar coming out to Christmas if, if, uh, if Rafa's back in the team, I'm sure. Well, all of us, actually, because we've missed that, there's no doubt. Yeah. I don't think we lose to Man United if, if Rafa's in the team, do we? Let's be honest. No. Too, no. Um, I mean, Amar, what, what, what's your kind of thoughts on all these injuries then? Because it, it's getting out of hand now, isn't it? You know, one or two injuries here and there, you can understand part of football. But when it's happening on a regular basis now, as Matt said, not just not just in England, not just at Arsenal. Everywhere in Europe, players are going down right, left, and centre. ACL injuries, women players, and the top players as well. I mean, what can we do really, other than play less games, which isn't going to happen? Let's be honest. Well, yeah, I've been doing some research, and I was reading, of course, of what Emma Hayes, the owners, have been saying in general. And yeah, I saw a study on Sky Sports which said women are six times more likely to suffer ACL injuries than men. I mean, surely that that tells you all you need to know. And having mm. read. Having read the article Andrea sent, thank you for that, by the way. That was really good. I didn't know about that. She was saying we've only got 13 fit players in the squad, which is crazy when you think well, that's nowhere near enough. Nowhere so, near enough to compete at the highest level. We've got, what's no. it now? No game this weekend, another break, needless break. And we've got so many. Uh, and uh, sorry, I'll get to the, my point in a minute. But I've uh, realized that after, in December, we've got something like five games in the space of two and a half weeks. And you get a five weeks off, understandable for Christmas, and then you could play as many as up to 23 games, I think it is, if you get to the final of the Champions League, the Conti Cup, the FA Cup, and taking the WSL. It's just too much of a stress and a burden, and it puts pressure on the coaches to to put out their best players week in, week out. And then and I think she mentioned burnout in an article. Yeah, she's absolutely right. These players mm. are not getting enough rest. And what, what, and what we saw from the summer, that should have been an example. It was a great example to all to be set with with the way the Euros was attended. And if they don't if they don't continue to attract the if if the best players don't play week in, week out, you could even see attendances attendances dwindle as far as I'm concerned. It's 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 just not good enough. How, at what point do you say, at what point do you begin to say to the FA and whoever's in charge, you have to change the schedule. This uh, introduction of this new nations league is totally absurd in my opinion. Totally absurd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what is the point? What is the point of holding that? Where is that going to fit into the national window? Yes, you've got World Cups, and I think and World Cup as well. It was only two weeks after the Euros were were done. They had to be back in preseason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. where, where is the schedule? Where is the scheduling going? It's just like coming completely to pot, and it's just not going to help people be attracted to women's football. And it's, it's it will be sad to see, but unless something is done quickly, it's just not going to. It's just going to. Go to go to waste. Unfortunately, what we saw from the summer, we, that would be such a crying shame. With the World Cup around the corner, you want everything maximum maximized to the mm. uh, everything maximized in terms of attendance, in terms of player welfare, in terms of in, in terms of everything in general. And sadly, with the way it's going, it, with all these injuries, I mean, it's just it's, it's sadly it's going to be on a di- downward spiral. So yeah, I mean, something really has to be done. Authorities have to take note now that these are these are. These are worrying times, and for it to be for it to go to waste would be dreadful, as far as I'm concerned. And especially, as I said, with the World Cup around the corner, so they have to take into account players' mental health and welfare. 
as 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 is such an important part of any sport right now. And uh, for it to go to waste would be terrible. And I hope it doesn't happen. But for the way it's going, sadly, sadly that's the way it's going to. Ha- it, more players will get injured. More crowds may even get smaller. And 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 the pressure on the managers and the teams to perform week in week out will only be increased. So I hope it doesn't happen. But sadly, at the moment, that's the way it's headed. Just on the Nations League, as far as I'm aware, I think the concern is is because we're playing tournaments like the Arnold Clark Cup and uh, yeah. Cup. that would all be removed and it will be replaced by the Nations League. I think that's still, the idea, but it will still be similar international windows. Um, the, the, the Nations League confuses me as well because now it changes the qualifying phases as well, which makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all, and I mean, and, and as well, I mean, you know, we we played, of course, this week a Champions League game on a Thursday night, which is ridiculous. You know, European games should be Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and that's it. And then you really? play on a Saturday or a Sunday your league game, and, and that gives you enough of a gap in between. You know, you can't really play on a Thursday when you've got to travel to. I mean, yeah, we don't have a game this weekend, but had we done, we would have played tomorrow. We would have flown back probably, you know, not till Friday morning, and you got a game Sunday, and they expect the players. That's not going to affect the players. Okay. Ridiculous. They should, they, Thursday nights, you shouldn't you shouldn't play on a Thursday night. It's ridiculous. Not when you've got a game at the weekend. You just shouldn't no. do it. They shouldn't schedule games in. I don't care about TV. There's, there's you know, there's there's two or three other nights in the week you can put them games on. And if it means it's clashing with other things, it's clashing with other things. It doesn't matter. It's more important yeah. that the players' welfare is put first before Absolutely. anything else. You know, ultimately, we're the fans. We'll watch the game no matter when they play it, right? But... It can't, they, they can't keep doing that. They can't keep playing yeah, games on a Sunday. It's not enough, especially if you're away in Europe. I mean, you know, yeah. it, one team's away in Europe and then they're flying back to play in their league game on a Sunday. It's ridiculous. And it can't carry on. And that's yeah. got to be the first thing that they've got to look at, the fixture list, first of all. Yes, the international fixtures are ridiculous. I mean, we had what? We had the Euros, right? Yes, there wasn't much of a break. Then we started a new season. We had, the, was it one game and then it was an international break after one week of the season? Yes. Two, two, yeah, yeah, the first year was supposed to be because of the Queen's death. That's right. But that's yeah, what it was a game postponing. But then we had one league game and then it was an international break. It's like, come on. Why are we doing that? Ridiculous. You put, scrap that international break. We didn't need it. Do you know what I mean? Play it later on. I, I don't know. that The whole thing needs to be... People need to sit down. You know, what you need to do is you've got the people that obviously work on, with the TV scheduling. You've got the people that work with all the fixtures for the domestic competitions, for European mm-hmm. companies, all that kind of stuff. And also, as well, what you need is you need people that, have, uh, that are uh, experts on women's health and women's kind of Absolutely. fitness issues. And all of them together need to work out the fixtures, not just the people that's involved in the money. Everybody needs to be involved and say, look, what can we do to make sure we get the games played that need to be played we get yeah. enough break in between games that everybody's got time to recover. And if it means missing out certain things or moving certain things, then we have to do that. That's got to be the first priority, and they're not doing that. And it's mm-hmm. I, I don't see how we're going to get to a point where they will. Because once once you start getting money involved to the degree now that the women's game's got, mm-hmm. and it's going to get more and more money coming into it, then all, all sense and reason goes out the window because nobody cares anymore about anything other than how much money they're making out of it. And I, we did, as Terry's right, we mentioned this last season, didn't we? When the Sky Deal first came in, we were worried about what impact it was going to have on yeah. the women's game. And we're starting to find out this wasn't the impact maybe we were anticipating necessarily, or the injury side of it. We were anticipating other issues, which are happening as well. But this is even more serious now. It's got, it's got to get to a point. And, I mean, Viv is, is totally right in the sense that yeah, she, we yeah. know that she's had to have a break from football herself due to the mental stresses and strains of it at that top level. She's had to take a break. She took a break earlier on what last season. She did. She's done it before. Um, 
and she did it very, very recently as well. And if a player like Viv Miedemeyer <laughs> is coming out and actually saying, this is what we need as women footballers, everybody's got to listen. Yeah. They've yeah. got to listen. And my worry is they're not going to listen or they're not going to do, they're going to pretend to listen, but they're not actually going to act and do anything about it. That is my worry. And it's, it's, it's getting to a point now where I don't think they can carry on as they are. I don't no. think they can. Because we're going to have a World Cup next summer with none of the best players in the world playing because they'll all be injured and not be able to play. <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, I, I mean, I, I said this at the start of the season with our players that are in the Euros, all the England players that played, Leah and Beth in particular. And what's happened now? They both are going to have a long, I mean, Leah's been out for ages, Beth's going to be out for ages. And I worried about that because playing last season, the Euros, straight into this season, no break. You know, you know, obviously we couldn't have anticipated uh, the seriousness of Beth's injury, but those two for me were always likely and Rafa as well because she played for Brazil didn't she in the, the the tournament in the summer for Brazil so you know they were the players that you're looking at and thinking they're the ones I worry about because they played a lot of games in the, in the Euros and, and in pressure games and straight into the new season and they're the three players that's had the longest injuries it's no surprise to me it's those three and there's a reason for it and it needs to change it has to mm. um but I, honestly I can't see I can't see it happening I really can't no. because now other things have become more important in women's football now, unfortunately. And money is the big thing, and that's the driving factor behind it all. And yes, the game needs more money, and I'm sure that the clubs uh, need more money. The players should be paid more money. We all know this kind of stuff. There should be more money in the game, but we can't let that put at jeopardy uh, the players' uh, safety. We can't. We can't allow that to happen. And unfortunately, that is what is is happening. And yeah, it's. Yes. it's terrible absolutely terrible but um let, let's hope that you know between the, the, the top players now have to come together and, and make sure that change can happen because you know i think every single top player now in in women's football knows they are um you know anytime they could suffer one of these serious injuries now they know they are because their bodies have been put through so much that they're not able to really handle properly their bodies can't recover quickly enough they're just not able to and mm. i think they all know now how close they are to being in exactly the same position that Beth's in, that Alexis has been in, and all these other great players as well. And it, something's got to change. It really has to change. And let's hope that uh, they will. But I'm not confident that they will. I'm not confident they'll do anything uh, different. You know, the fact that they are looking at putting in more competitions already is a worrying sign. Um, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's getting out of hand. But, you know, um, let's hope. I'll say fair play to Viv for that article, actually, because it's brilliant. And... That's what we need more players to come out with stuff like that now. More of the top players to say, look, this is this is what's happening to us. We cannot keep doing this. We need help. We need we need some help. And hopefully that can happen. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not confident that they're gonna listen, unfortunately. Um, but all we can do is hope the players keep do keep putting their points across and hopefully someone might listen. We're listening, but we don't we can't do anything about it, unfortunately, as much as we'd like to. And we don't have enough influence, but um, let's hope that the people that do do listen you know you're not gonna listen to viv if you're not gonna if you're not gonna pay attention to beth getting injured in the way that she has and the other top players as well come on you need to you need to wake up to what's going on here because it it cannot it it just can't carry on it can't um terry says there also as a club when our players get injured it always seems bad injuries it's been like that for years men and women well it has i mean we obviously focus more on Arsenal's injuries because we're more aware of them. It probably happens at other clubs the same. We just don't realise as much. But yeah, our injuries do seem to go on forever, don't they? We never seem to get a player out for two weeks or one week. They're out for six months. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the way it seems to go with us. For whatever reason, yeah, I don't know yeah. why. 
um it is just uh um it is the way that it is um what else have we got here um terry says uh uh loving the ranting tonight 100 behind <laughs> all of you um some don't like hearing the truth that's part of the problem money 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 don't solve everything well it doesn't solve very much what it does is it causes a lot more problems uh, in in the world in general and it has done already and it's obviously causing um causing problems in a women's game now and let's hope that it can change but um mm-hmm. Confident it will. I'm sure next year we'll be sitting here talking about the same problems, the same issues, and I don't think anything would have changed. In fact, it'd be worse. No. That would be my. If I was going to put money on anything now, that would be my 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 guess would be that this time next year we're talking about the same problems and they become worse, and no one's changed it. That, that's what I think is going to happen. Unfortunately, sadly, and I think we'll be sitting here looking at more and more top players that's got these serious injuries, and that's uh, you know I fear that's what's going to happen I hope I'm wrong but that that would be my guess at this moment in time um right okay so after all of that drama of Man United after all the terrible terrible injury news we did have another game on Thursday in the Champions League and it was at least a much much better performance wasn't it and how nice it was to see Viv back and looking a lot more fired up for football again. She seems to have lost her way a little bit um, in the previous kind of two or three months this season, I felt, and maybe going back a little bit further than that. But she was back in the starting lineup, obviously, with Beth's injury, and she looked fired up for this game, and she got a very, very important goal. And you saw her celebrating that picture there. It meant a lot to her. You could see yeah. how important that was, how much it meant to her. And that was great to see. I, I enjoyed that. I didn't think she had her greatest game overall. She had good moments mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. It was just great to see her back again playing and looking hungry again for football. Maybe the break has done her good. And let's hope it's a start now of her getting back. The goal may well help her. I mean, Andres, that was probably... I mean, we played well, didn't we? Let's be honest, against Juventus, especially in that first half. We should have been 3-0 up, let's be honest. We should have won that game. I'm a little bit disappointed we drew, but having gone behind, we showed that character again, didn't we, to get something from the game. But we should have won. Did you feel that maybe a little bit? Um, the, the good thing is that we showed a strong reaction after the defeat <laughs> against United. Uh, really, the team... Uh, bounced back and and uh, it was a totally different appearance to to the united game we were dominant we were strong you you could see the will to win and yes. uh, to do to do something better uh, in every player so it was yeah. totally different I, I don't know what happened before the united game but before the the Turin game uh, i think the team uh, came together and and they they uh, yeah how can I say, they bounced back and, and they wanted to show everybody uh, we are a team, we are strong and we can we can deal with all these injuries and, and we can do it. Uh, I, I was concerned that uh, this uh, would be a massive uh, uh, blow for us with, with all the negative, the, the, the lost game, the injury, but uh, mm-hmm. I was really uh, surprised uh, how good and strong the team uh, did in Turin. And of course, the first half was really great. And uh, if we were 3-0 up at halftime, nobody could have said anything against it. Uh, there were a lot of chances. We hit the crossbar. There were two uh, situations, one-on-one. Yeah. Stina, where she, uh, at least at the second uh, situation, she should yeah. uh, pass the ball to Wiff. Wiff was, was totally free. And uh, yeah. And even in the second half, we, we had a lot of chances. And in, in the last minute, there was the chance for Caitlin. So yeah. um, we, we should have taken the three points. But 
with with the the whole situation and and um, my expectation before the match, uh, I said. Uh, in the end, okay, let's take this one point, and I'm glad that we didn't lose and that we showed this reaction. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. you could see how much it meant to Viv when she's normally not celebrating. She was not celebrating, but but she she made the fist, and and I think you could read from from her lips that she said uh, this mm -hmm. was the best. Uh, so uh, yeah, she she seems to be concentrated on her football now again. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. back. Uh, but uh, the problem is our spot depth, our missing spot depth. Uh, we, we nearly have no players on the bench. There was Noel come in when, when Laura got the knock on, on the head. Uh, yes. It was uh, Jen and Mana. Uh, I don't know why, why he doesn't bring Mana. She never gets a chance, but, but that's all. And the rest is academy players. Marriott, so, Noel Marriott as well, Noel Marriott. Yeah. Well, came in for... That was it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she had to come on, didn't she, when Laura got injured, yeah. But, but the solution for for next year must be uh, you need to have a spot of 24, 25 players. Yes. Like, like yes. she has, they have 25 players in their spot. Wolfsburg uh, mm. has about, I think, 23 internationals in their spot. But the problem is uh, to manage the game time. And, mm, and mm, with, for example, with Nikita Paris, she said she wants more game time and then she went away. But uh, <laughs> is, is this the solution uh, we all want to have, that we have a squad of 24, 25 top international players and they don't need, they don't get uh, enough game time, uh, but, but have to hope that the teammates get injured? Uh, this can't be the solution, but and and with with thirteen fit players from from the first squad, I think all in all, let's take the point. We are still we have still everything in our own hands. Of course, we should have won and uh, would have been in in a much more comfortable situation. But it's still in our hands. We have the home match against Turin. We have the home match against Lyon. So, yes, it, all in all, it was good to take one point and see the reaction from the team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that was that was the most impressive part of it, wasn't it? The way we bounced back. That was a much more Arsenal performance, wasn't it? That we yeah. kept from the team as opposed to the Man United game, which, as we've already said, wasn't. So, yeah, we showed a lot of character, I thought, as well, when we went behind. You know, I, I feared, actually, when they scored that goal, one of the only chances that they had. I mean, you know, we know how good Bierenstein is as, as a player. You know, she has a lot of strength and quality, and she, she scored the goal. And my fear was then that our heads would drop and we would, um, you know, we would we would fall apart. Um, but we didn't. We showed real character. No. Um, we got level quite soon. And yeah, we had that big chance at the end. And I, I can't believe she missed it, Caitlin. She's playing so well. Um, you know, one-on-one -on -one with a keeper there at the final seconds of the game. She's got to put that in, really. And yeah, but, you know, Steena missed one or two in the first half as well that you'd expect her to do better with. You know, she's been so... Um, we said the other week, the statistic wasn't she hardly misses a shot. Most of her shots at goal have gone in. And, you know, she missed two or three yeah. in that first half, unusually for her. I'd have expected one of them to have gone in. But it was just one of them nights in that sense. But, yeah, it was a really good performance. And the bounce back, as you said, Andreas, absolutely right. That was really impressive, actually, the way that we bounced back from that May United. Everything that happened in that May United game, from the performance to Beth and everything else. And... Yes, we are down to the bare bones in the squad now. There's no doubt. You know, we are really the fact. You know, we're bringing on Jen Beatty is getting minutes. We didn't think she would play again this for us. Mm -hmm. Really, we didn't expect her to play, and suddenly she's become an important part of the squad now because she's yeah. fit and right. she can play, and that puts her in a 
makes her really important at the minute with the other issues that we've got. And she played well actually when she came on. I thought she did she did, she did pretty well. So, um, but yeah, we, I was I was impressed with everything about that game, other than the fact that we missed a few chances and, and didn't get the win. But we're in a great position, as you said, top of the group with you know three games to play. Two of two of them are at home. So yeah, the two toughest home games are out of the group. But I don't. Juventus didn't show me anything really that we need to be particularly concerned about. I think we can beat them at home, especially if we've got one or two players fit by then, which potentially we may have from what um, Jonas was saying. So, um, yeah, I think we can get a win against Juventus. I said before, four points in the two games against Juventus would be what we needed to get through. And we're on track for that now, aren't we? Yes, we could have got three of them already, but, you know, we've got one and we'll, we'll take that. Um, I mean, you did touch on there, Andres. You did touch on, obviously, Manu Ibochi. Wayne in the chat there says, and I don't know if you've discussed this, uh, he's just joined. He says, um, but why do you think Iwobochi is not getting many minutes? Yeah, I absolutely. mean, it's I've, I've thought about this quite a lot actually recently because of the fact that it's been made an issue. Viv made a bit of an issue of it in the Liverpool game and a few other players have. Mm. I personally feel that as good a player as she is, she maybe isn't suited to the style that Jonas wants to play particularly well. And I think that's, for me, that's perhaps the reason why she isn't playing very much because she doesn't fit into that system and style that he wants to play. And if you could just put her in a team and let her do her thing, I'm sure she'd be brilliant because she showed glimpses of it. But I think the way we want to play, the structure of the team, positionally as well, I'm not sure. Even with Beth being injured, she's not an automatic replacement for Beth in what the job that Beth does. And I don't think she she plays like that. So mm-hmm. that, that that's my thoughts on why she... I mean, Andreas, what, why do you think she's not been picked more? Do you think there's more to it than that? Or is it just literally... Her style of play doesn't really fit in with the way that we want to play now. Uh, she's she's not uh, a Jonas player, and uh, I think uh, she wasn't his choice. Uh, she was already we, we signed her already when when uh, Jonas came mm-hmm. in. So uh, if he had to decide, he wouldn't have signed her. I think, uh, but uh, nevertheless, I would give her a chance. And uh, a match like United, when when you have absolutely no control in midfield. Why not change and, and try something? Our midfield was not, not existing against United. We, we only had long balls from behind, but but this was the only solution we had. So uh, Mana is a player who, yeah, she can dribble, she uh, she can go on uh, and 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 play crosses. Uh, uh, she she has sometimes she has good ideas for 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 playing in in the spaces uh, behind. The, the defense so why not giving her a chance and try it uh, even if she's not uh, Jonas first choice so I don't think he's treating her right but uh, we, we don't see what happens in training and uh, we don't know what what happens behind closed doors uh, if they had a talk or so I don't know that these things so but I would like to see giving her a chance yeah, I think we'd all like to see uh, given more of a chance. Yeah, but I've got a feeling that the, the if she was going to be given a chance, she would have been given a chance by now with the injuries that we've had as well. You, you know, mm-hmm. if she's not playing now at this moment in time, you know, she didn't even get on against Juventus. My feeling is she's not going to play much at all, and that I agree. I don't think she's not Jonas's player. I don't think she fits what he wants, how he wants to play. And unfortunately, sometimes that happens. It's nothing against her as a player. You know, she, she's a very good player. We know what quality she's got. But if she's not going to fit in with how Jonas wants to play, he's not going to pick her, is he? Because it disrupts the whole um, balance of the team that he wants. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, Matt, obviously talking about the Juventus game, I mean, you know, 
what are your thoughts first of all on on Manu Bocci not playing? Do you feel that there's that she should be playing more, or can you understand maybe what Jonas's issues are, and maybe that's why she's not being picked? Um, if I'm being honest, I, I always think back to Manu Bilby <coughs> Manu and. Uh, that first game against PSV where she scored that rocket. That's what she can do. And especially when I went to go and see the, my first game against Aston Villa, when she went nil nil at half time, he brings her on from Frida and Frida uh, and um, Mano goes and scores those two goals. That's what she's capable of. Mm. And what annoys me is that I've grown attached to her and she deserves to get minutes, but because of Beth being so good at what she does. Um, but when we're chasing games, Manor is the player that I would go to and go, I need you to play in this game and we need to go and get a couple of goals now. Can you? I think you can do that. I think you're capable. But I, a lot of fans are feeling the same way. Uh, and as you've already mentioned, Richard, which is basically every, uh, he doesn't, she doesn't suit his style. And yeah. if that's the case, it's a bit of a shame because She's yeah. such a good player to have. She's got international experience. Yeah. Uh, from marketing point of view, she's part of the Asian market, so she can bring in that sense of uh, unity, especially with the men's team as well. It mm. just seems that she is such a good player that has so much potential, but I just have a feeling that when it comes to January, she's going to end up walking because she's got only six months mm. left. Yeah, and yeah, that's no, going to. So. Yeah. I think that's going to haunt us, if I'm honest, because against United, like I mentioned earlier on, she would she would have been my first go to. You're going to come on. Uh, Jen's going to come on at the same time. Sure, up the defence. Yes. Go, go on, man. Go and try and get, go and chase the ball down. Try and get yourself into those positions. Cause Manchester United more problems than we did in the end. Um, and if it's not to be, it's not to be. But what I won't accept is that she ha she hasn't given a hundred percent. She has given a hundred percent, and she has earned that right to be given more minutes than she has so far. Mm. I think that stat is ridiculous. It's less, less than a hundred minutes, if I'm right, uh, that she's she's played all season. But mm. and you think seventy seventy odd of them were in that game against. Um... Uh, Zurich, wasn't it? Yeah, she, she yeah. started that game and played about 60 70 minutes, didn't she? So, most of the yeah. minutes come out one game. It, it's it's just you know, you wanted to do more, you want her to be part of that core. Uh, the other thing, as well, is that those players are really happy with her in the dressing room. She's mm. the one that makes them all feel happy. Um, she was the one that a lot of the players were going to when they were scoring goals, they were picking her mm. up, and almost like a, a um, not a trophy, I'd probably say more like a lucky charm. Um, it, it does pain me that when these sorts of things happen, I always think about the what ifs of Arsenal. There's there's so many players in, in gone years down to injuries and things like that. That when you mm. don't suit the club, it just doesn't work, and it happens. And it'll be such a shame to lose her. But mm. for her sake, I would hope that she ends up moving in January, and we end up getting in someone else. If that means that Geo comes in, yes. uh, recalls. And then we go out and buy another. I'm hoping that we'll actually have gone and got another striker, but it looks like we might end up getting another winger as well. So, right. so there's perhaps also maybe a defensive midfielder to make sure up that Leah doesn't actually end up um, 
getting injured because otherwise we don't really have anyone else to really play there unless you consider Leah Williamson but Leah at the back brings a lot more to us but Juventus a bit similar to uh, what Andreas was talking about Stina had three opportunities the first time she hit the crossbar mm -hmm. and then she had two back-to-back -back chances both in one-on-ones Yes. You always back your striker in a one-on-ones to score, and both times she chose the wrong option. Yeah. She hit, she hit the one, uh, one of them straight at her, and the other option, as Andreas also mentioned, was that she could have quite easily just passed it to Viv, and Viv would have had an easy tap in. Yeah, and it, it's not just her that's doing it. There's a lot of players that, in the wrong, in the wrong moments, are choosing the wrong decisions. I yeah. think it's becoming a maybe it's something in the back of their mind at the moment so frida for example she decided to have a long range shot that went over the bar when katie had all the time in the world to, uh, yeah. to have a, a touch put it in the box we could create a cross and shot another scoring opportunity instead she goes and choose to shoot uh they also had another long ranger in that game as well uh, and just went over the bar it's just the same the same old patterns that we're seeing where we don't play well and we're dropping points instead of pl not playing well but getting those three points yeah um some of the subs don't seem to work as well it was just what uh again we talk about certain players why was jordan taken off she looked fantastic yes yes um whereas i look at someone like frida frida was in and out of the action i would have actually swapped frida out instead of bringing someone in I, again this was a game that was suited to Mano Ibuchi who could <laughs> quite easily I know I'm beating the same drum over and over again but lots of to this team and it, it's just she's not being able to um it's, and to be honest it was the perfect sub so she was the perfect sub for that game and you go right right you're coming on now and she could have created something around if we call it everyone is supposed to be mana magic but Mana hasn't had magic for a long time because she's not been given the opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, Laura going off for uh, for the head injury. That was. I'm hoping that was just a precaution, and they've yeah. done everything yeah. right. Um, again, I think I'm going to be about the same drum because of the UEFA um, head. Uh, what, what was it doesn't make sense um it, it would you, but honestly that game uh in the second half it, it we shouldn't have been behind but because we were defined because the defensive positioning left bernstein able to just go like, right mm -hmm. i can just run into this space and we just kept backing off and backing off and backing off and that's how she scored the goal um it just feels like again just the same old patterns we're going into and we're not learning from them we're not adjusting we're not saying right okay we need to focus now we need to be careful that was a let off uh, a couple of times bernstein did make those runs and it, and mm. she didn't punish the punish us and so oh it is one of those times where we have to go right okay we need to focus now for the next five minutes mm. make sure that she doesn't get the ball make sure that she doesn't have that space to go into I've, i think yeah. it's more of a point gain a uh, point gain than two uh drop but had we have got the three points i think we would have been a lot more safer and happy happier because yeah. we were known at the emirates would have had a lot more people yeah. we would have probably be favorites to 
then be able to qualify when this game comes in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we should have won that game, I think, with the chances that we had, I agree. But, yeah, a point's not a bad result away from home in Europe, let's be honest, against a good side. You know, they're not a bad side, are they? So You'll take it considering everything. But yeah, exactly. We could have done better. But at the end of the day, it's point gained and point more towards qualification. I think now we only need four points out of the next six games. And ideally, if we can get three and three, and then that leaves the game against Zurich as the aftertaste, we can have more of the players that aren't playing on playing or some of them that are feeling yeah. the fitness might be playing in that game against Zurich. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're still in a strong position to qualify and ultimately that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about getting through the group and we're still in a very good position. Yes, we could have won that game, but a point away from home in Europe, it, you, you've got to take it, especially when you won't, when you go behind in the game. And, you know, yes, I was disappointed with some of the finish. I mean, I don't want to criticise Steena too much for two reasons. One, because I think her running off the ball is exceptional. She stretches yeah. the defence time after time after time and not, she doesn't always get the ball. Um, and when she does, most of the time, as we've seen, she sticks it away. She didn't the other night, frustratingly. And I was as you know frustrated as anybody when she missed those two chances that she should have done better with. But um, I think she brings a lot to the team, actually. And she's given us a, an extra dimension going forward this year since we signed her than we had before. And yes, she needs to score a few more of those chances. Yes, she, of course she does. But um, yeah, I think overall she um, she's a great player. And she had a good game the other night, but she's always going to be remembered. As a striker, you always remember that if you miss the chance and you don't score, you're always going to be remembered that you mm-hmm. missed those chances. And that's unfortunately the life of a striker, isn't it, I suppose? I mean, mm-hmm. Herman's made, made a good point, actually, which you didn't maybe think about. He, obviously, he said, if you don't play a player, if you don't give a player a chance to play, they'll leave. Is it possible Viv will also? Because, of course, Viv and Manu Ribocci are best friends, aren't they? Yes, they and- I've, I've, I've had this feeling, anyway, that we've kept hold of Manu Ribocci for the simple fact that she's Viv's friend. And... <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons why she stayed as well, because, you know, obviously Beth's at the club, Manor's at the club. And I don't know, if if she does go in January, it maybe concerns me that how unsettling that might be for Viv because of how close they are. That's a worry for me. And, you know, we shouldn't really, that shouldn't be the case. We should be able to, you know, players should come and go because they're playing in the team or not playing in the team, not because they're mate players or not. It's not Sunday league. You know, mm-hmm. they've got to be more professional than that. But it is a concern. I think women's football is slightly different in that sense. And I do think that that makes a, that is a factor. Um, but let's hope that, um, that uh, whatever happens, it works out the best for everybody. Because I agree with, with Matt. I think for her own career, she needs to be playing football. And the only way she's going to play regular football, unfortunately, is if she leaves Arsenal because she isn't going to play regular. I think that's obvious now. She knows that. We know that. Jonas knows that. It needs to be sorted out. And I'm sure Viv knows it as well. Um, I mean, Terry made a point here. He says, didn't Jonas say... She's not 100% game fit. If you're not playing, how do you become game fit? Well, she looked quite game fit when she played for Japan against England the other week, didn't she? I know she actually came off in the second half, but again, that's because she's not playing many minutes. So she's going to be tired in the second half of games because she's not playing. But she certainly looked able to play. She played well in that game, and you know, certainly in the first half until she maybe ran out of legs a little bit. Perhaps one of the, that's one of the issues is there isn't really... We go yeah. to under-16s, but we haven't got a... And we yeah, haven't got yeah. like an under twenty one sort of league yeah. or anything for the women, so they can't say, "Oh, you're not getting, you haven't got any games or anything like that." Yeah, play for the under twenty ones, for yeah. example. Uh, it seems to be under sixteens, WSL. That's it, and mm. there's no go between, which is a bit of a shame. yeah. That's- 
that's something they could look at as well, maybe. And at the minute, though, we need everyone on the bench that that's fit, don't we? Because <laughs> we haven't got enough players. So you, I don't think she'd be playing in a, in a, in the reserve team if you like, because she's needed no. on the bench, even though she's probably not going to come on. Um, but yeah, it is something that maybe they can look at in terms of improving the women's game is to maybe get some sort of um, some sort of middle ground so some of these players can still play regular football even though they're not going to be playing in the first team as much. And that maybe needs to happen a little bit. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Terry said, from the World Cup, France won, Denmark won. That has been <laughs> the final score, is it? So that's not a bad result for both of them two teams. It France. No, I saw 20 minutes to go. 20 minutes. Oh, is it? I saw 20 minutes to go. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, because it would have started at four o'clock, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah that's um, right. I haven't really yeah. had a look at it, but I've got it in the back. Yeah, so anyway, France won Denmark won at the World Cup, if anyone's interested in that. I mean, Amar, then, what's your kind of thoughts then, just before we move away from this game? on Obviously, Juventus and on the Manu-Ribocci situation as well. What's your kind of thoughts on all of that? Yeah, first of all, in the Juventus game, it was a thousand times much better performance. It was like a totally different, mm-hmm. totally different team from the one that turned up against Manchester United. It was our strongest available eleven, and right from the off, they was at it. You could see they were in Juventus's, pre- Juventus's faces, pressing the ball out of the pitch, creating the chances, winning all the second balls. It was completely non-existent last Saturday. And yeah, had it been a, been a little bit of profligacy, we would have won that game. Um, for me, the first one, Steen has got a slide rule into the corner. Maybe not try to go for power or other placement. Yeah. The second one, I don't know, Vizron was just a bit behind off the ball. So she, she probably either could have dinked it or maybe just if Vizron had just been a little bit more closer, she could have left her for a tap-in. But you have to also give a little bit of credit to our former keeper, Pauline Perumanian, who had a good game herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, at the end as well, Caitlin's touch had been a be- been a bit better from a wonderful ball from Viv, who was back to her very best. Uh, she uh, she could have buried that. But overall, a point is good. And if it offered seven points before the start of the game, before the start of the group stage, in a tricky looking group, well, I think we would have taken it. So yeah, it makes those home games important, and hopefully we can get through and win the group. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's still going to be tricky. But we sussed them out. And our former manager, and we played well. And uh, overall, it was a much better performance. Uh, Frida did as well as well to get the assist. We played a great ball over the top as well for Stina for one of those one-to-ones. So, yeah, she continues to get better. I don't know if many people agree with me that she was, she was for me, the best player on the pitch. But then again, everyone is entitled to their opinions. But that's what I saw. But, yeah, no, as far as the manner situation is concerned, yeah, I don't know. She... As Jonas has said that she's wanted to use her, um, and that when the time arises, but no, no, what type, what point do you, what point as a, yeah. as a player, do you begin, do you begin to become frustrated and start to lose that patience and move on? As we saw, as we saw a bit last year with Nik- Nikita Paris, we don't want that situation to arise. She's a wonderfully gifted player. She love, brings a lot to the team. So let's see. I hope she doesn't walk in January, but uh, at the same time, hopefully she gets the opportunity to show what she's worth. She does bring a lot to this team, as we saw in. In the Spurs game last season, the Villa game was Matt touched on. So yeah, um, let's see what happens. But it would be a shame for such a for such a talented player like her to want to move on. But at the end of the day, it's down to the manager to give her those minutes so that she to have that confidence and that faith and that trust in her to that she can become a reliable option. Especially now that Kim's out, Beth's out. But we'll wait and see what happens ultimately. But yeah, no, overall it was a good performance and 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 hopefully he'll begin to use her more. Yeah, I mean, my my just my thought is with the injuries that we've got currently, if she's not yeah. playing now, at what point is Jonas going to feel that he needs to use her? I, I don't. He would have done already, wouldn't he? She would have played mm-hmm. more games in the last few weeks with the injuries that we've had. You know, Lena Hertig's come in, and yes, she's got injured, but you yeah. can guarantee that had Lena been fit, Lena would have played ahead of Iwobuchi every single time, yeah. and she will right. do when she's fit. Right. And to me, I, I, 
yeah, I, I agree. We know she's got quality here, Robocci, but I don't feel as though she's ever going to get enough time. And I think for her mm. own career, she needs to leave, which will be a shame. But you know, that's you know, she's you know, she's at the age now where she needs to be playing football because to, you know she hasn't got an awful long time left to stay in, in the game, has she? Because she's getting older in age and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I personally think she needs to leave for her own good. Um, but we can't let her leave unless we're bringing players in because how depleted we are. So that's got to be a factor as well. And I'm sure we will bring players in. I don't know mm-hmm. that, but no, it was a much better performance at Juventus. I was really impressed with how we played. And yes, with a bit more luck, we would have... Uh, yeah, I, I actually agree with you, um, Emma. I thought, um, I thought Frida did play well. I thought she ran that midfield as she has been doing. Um, she wasn't maybe quite as effective as in some of the other games, no. but she had a good game. I thought she was good. I thought Stina played well. I know she got a lot of criticism, yeah. Spanish, but I thought she played well. I won't have anyone criticising Stina anyway because I think she's brilliant. But anyway, <laughs> I thought she did play well anyway, just despite that. Um, Irma says there, uh, the old Jägermeister is working very well. <laughs> Good. Yeah, you take it easy, my friend. I know you've been struggling a bit with a bit of a cold lately. It's this time yeah. of the year, isn't it? It's no good, you know. It's yeah. Cold weather's, you know, we, we're not we're not creatures that that enjoy the cold weather, are we, humans? Uh-huh. We need a bit more. We need warmer weather, so you know that's that's what yeah. we need. Healthy, really. The sun's good for us, isn't it? Not the rain and the cold. That's no good for us, is it? Um, okay, so, you know, that's obviously Juventus going a decent result in the circumstances, a very good performance, and we're in a great position to, to win the group and go through, which is what we want. And let's hope that the last three games can go as well. And, and, and you're right, what you say, we would have took seven points out of nine at the start of the, when we, you think we had to play Leon away and Juventus away in those first three games, we'd have definitely taken seven points. So we've outperformed what we expected to do. So we've got yeah. to be happy. Um and uh, and yeah, let, let's see, let's see what happens. So, what we need to do now is, of course, um, it's the highlight of the show. Actually, quite often, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. We are going to let Amar take centre stage as always. We're just going to play a little introduction, and Amar is going to hit us with his latest fantastic question. So, Chotty's challenge this week. It's going to be good. <laughs> I can feel it. It's going to be good. So, we need to, actually, what I need to do is. I'm not like Chotty, but anyway, yeah. I'm calling him. My teacher at school once called me that, and I, I didn't like it. So, yeah. But right. anyway, let's just leave that to another time. Yeah. Right. I've got a little, I've got a little bit of paper. Hang on. I just need to get a pen that's working. Yeah. But probably will need a pen for, for this because it usually involves a lot of thinking. Um, actually, I've got a pen that's working. I must have a pen, surely. Come on. Where are we? Um, my pen's not working. Hold on. Who's your question before Richard finds a pen? <laughs> so, um, no, just because you want to win again. Just I know, I know what's going oh, on. Still here. You're still looking for the hat trick. You're still looking for the hat trick, isn't it? Yeah. I was. Yeah, thinking I'm ready now. I've got a pen. Well. We're waiting. All right. All right. So what I want to know yeah. this week is of the current squad members, who's fifth in the all in, in the terms of most goals scored. Who of all the players in the squad have scored goals for Arsenal? Who comes fifth in the list of the top goal scorers? Is that it? Yeah. Only fifth out of the current just team, or fifth in general? No, no, not all time. Just of the current squad. Yeah. Who who rounds out the top five? If you can work out as well, how if you can do the top four and how many goals they scored, I'll be impressed as well. But I want to know who who comes fifth of the of the in terms of how many goals they've scored in their careers at Arsenal. Well, I think I've Not got all the time, just the current squad. It's the current squad. Yeah, I think I've got the top three. So it's just finding I've, four and five. I've got five okay. names already, but who's I the, think who's the top three now? Who's the top three? Well, I, I, I would say the top three, obviously, Viv's number one. Right. 
Um, I can't decide who's second or third. It's, I think it's Kim and Beth of second and third in one order right. or the other, I would assume. Right. Um, and then there's three or four that I'm thinking of for the next couple of places. I'm just trying to work it out. Um, this is combined, isn't it? So... Yeah, oh, yeah, all time, all time appearances in everything. So it'd be cup finals and things like that. Yeah, top five in terms of goal scored. Osbeth is number one, and then uh, I would go uh, for Kim on second, right? And mm. then Beth on three, yeah. then right? Jordan on four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got Jordan four. Yeah, and who's, fifth? That's what I know. who's fifth? Who's fifth? See, this this is where it gets tricky because there's a few I think that are quite close. There's a player that I've this got. Game. I don't think any of you got. Um, as fifth, right now, yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't really put them in order. I've just, I know, I think we all know Vibs first. Uh, Bear in mind, this is all-time Arsenal appearances. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, all-time. Yeah. Um, On the current spot, I go for Katie on fifth. You're going to go with Katie, okay? Fair enough. Ooh, Katie, see, I, I, she's one of the four or five names I'm, I'm thinking of. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Katie. I mean, she's got a few, hasn't she? So, what are we naming one to five? Yeah. Yeah. One. Well, well, I want to know the fifth is the main one, but you, you kind of pretty much said the top four. But if you could get, if I'll be even more impressed if you could say how many goals are scored in their Arsenal careers. Oh, no. I think Viv's got, oh, Viv got like 107 or something, hasn't she? Or 110 oh. or something, Viv, hasn't she? Yeah. If you could put that, how many goals they scored, it would get in Arsenal careers as well. But I want to know mainly who's fifth and how many goals have they scored. Both Viv, 113. Kim's right. got over 100, hasn't she? She got 100 gold, didn't she? I seem to remember. That's for you to decide. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Kim's got over 100. Beth must have. 70 60 or 70 surely mm -hmm. okay um and jordan's probably must have 50 well she's got 50 wsl goals they're not all drafts though are they um it'd be 51 now if i'm right 51 yeah but that, that wasn't all for yeah, arsenal because she played for um it'd be more than that yeah it'd be so, more than that was way back in 2010 wasn't it yeah oh who's, who's fifth though how many kate mckay got Oh man, that's a that's good. Uh, okay. See a lot of the current squad. This this is this is the thing for me. A lot of the current squad um, are either reasonably new into the, to the team, apart from the ones that we've mentioned that's been there for a long time, or the yeah. ones that stay a little bit longer are players that don't score goals very often, like. Noel Moritz has been a few seasons. Leo mm -hmm. City don't score goals. But they but do you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go brave. I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna go Steena. I'm gonna go with Steena as fifth, yeah. Wow, okay. What about you, Andres? You said uh what did you say? I said Katie. Katie, yes. what about you, Matt? See now I've added two other names, but I think one of them's not going to be in that list. Actually, Katie's probably scored more than Steena thinking about it. Um, fifth, I'd say it's Leah Williamson. Ooh, 
Great shot. Uh, I don't think Leah Williams got that many goals. I think Steena's got more than Leah. Leah's only got about six or seven, I think. Yeah, so, so, so you've got saying Leah Williamson. Andres is saying, um, did he say again? I just forgot again. Sorry. Katie McCabe, Andres said. Yeah, you said, you, Andres, you said Katie McCabe. Yeah. I'm no, saying Leah, and you're saying Steena. I said, I'm saying Steena, yeah. Well, so I'll, let's reveal then, shall we? So first, yes. first, first is Kim Little, 158. Oh wow! Well, one five eight in her career, one hundred fifty eight. Second is Viv with one twenty. Third is Jordan with eighty. Fourth is Beth with sixty one. And it would surprise you to know that you're hopelessly wrong with who was fifth. It was actually Jen Beatty who's fifth. No way. 30, 30 goals for Arsenal. I'm not joking. That's what it says here. Jen, well, Jen B is third. Oh, yeah, because she, yeah, she scored a few, didn't she, the first time she was at Arsenal? But oh, you, man, were very close because you were very close because you had Katie who was sixth on 28. Ah. Uh, Caitlin is seventh on 26. Caitlin is seventh on 26. And I know if you've got that after top 10, you've got Williamson on 14. Yeah. And then... And then um, Blackstenius on 12. And then uh, who's the rounds out of the top 10? Let me see. Top 10 is uh, Freedom Arnhem with eight. Huh. Wow. So there you go. Jim, great question that was. I don't think any of us would ever have got that. I mean, mainly because most Never. of those goals came in a, a first spell at Arsenal, didn't they, as opposed to the... It's the not I stump you all, but there you go. That was, I don't think, well, I'd never have got that. I'd never have thought Jen was fifth ever. I'd never, ever have guessed that. Not yeah. in a million years. Jen was fifth with 30 goals. Wow. That is incredible. That is incredible. What a great, what a great list though, actually, you know. You think we've got, you know, Kim Little, 158. I didn't realise she got that many. That is, a, that is a fantastic, I know she's obviously yeah. played for Arsenal for a long time. Uh, you know, obviously we know, we know about Viv. I'm surprised that Jordan's got more than Beth, actually. But I'll, yeah, I suppose... Most Jordan of Beth's goals have come more in the last couple of years, haven't they? She didn't yeah. score as many at the beginning, whereas Jordan always used to get a few, didn't she? She played a lot more games. But um, this wow. is in terms of all-time appearances for the club, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For twelve years, I think. So. Yeah, she's been in twenty ten. She's been probably the longest serving player. Yeah. 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 Well, apart from Kim, probably. Well, Kim. Kim. Yeah. If, in terms of appearances, if you want to know appearances, just throw that in the air. Kim Little, one fifty-eight goals in two sixty-five appearances. So I've got written down here. Jordan, 216 games. And then you've got Beth with 138. Viv with 133. Katie with 132. So it's quite spread out. Yeah. Wow. Midfielder, it's extremely uh, uh, impressive. That Kim scored 158 goals. Yeah. She's, in 265 games as well. That is incredible, yeah. isn't it? What a record How that is. Right? Hmm? How many of them were penalties? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, quite a few actually. You're right, yeah, yeah, right. actually, because she, she does tend to get but, but Viv is no doubt 120 and 133. That's just bonkers, yeah. Oh, that's an incredible goal score record. Yeah, we know we know about Viv. Viv. No penalty, not, not <laughs> no, no penalties. that's right. Yeah, no penalties for Viv. She doesn't take them, does she? So, no. um, well, that was there you go. Jen Beatty. Wow, well, I mean, actually, give credit to Jen Beatty then. You know, 30 goals for Arsenal. That's brilliant, that actually. Well, well done, Jen. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Uh, wow. 
I can't believe that actually. I'm shocked. I must admit, that shocked me that answer to that. I'm really, really shocked about that. But, um, but brilliant. Uh, what a great question that was. So none of us got it right. No. <laughs> but not surprising actually, because that that was difficult. That was very difficult. But um, a very good question. I like that one. That's what I think. That's actually one of my favourite ones. To be honest, yeah. that you've done. I enjoyed that. That was really good. How long has it been since I started this? So has it been over a year now? I'm actually trying to recall. When was the first question I actually um, I'm not I'm not sure when, when you first I'll have to go back and check. I think it was January, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was January because I remember the first question I asked was who's who was the last player with uh, whose name began and ended with the same letter. That was the first question I remember. Wow. Yeah, no, it was about yeah. January, I think I started asking that. Yeah. Was, was it January, then? was it? Well, yeah. okay. Um well we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens with that then. Um, um, Herman's in the chat. He says, COVID has played havoc with many players. Um, henceforth, don't overuse them. Yeah. Potentially, I mean, I think Viv had that issue over the summer, didn't she? Um, Herman says, yeah, Brazil is the one to beat in the World Cup. Potentially, mm -hmm. it's very early days yet, though. Um, Herman says, when Viv headed in the goal, you could see um, that took some personal pressure off her. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, you could see it was a release, wasn't it, for uh, for many reasons. And it was great that she's got the goal. Uh, Terry said, France 2-1. Uh, Hopefully Giroud yeah. scored, because then he'll be their top all-time. No, it was Mbappe. Was it Mbappe, was it? Oh, Mbappe, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, sure he'll break, I'm sure he'll beat the record. He's equal, didn't he, with Thierry Henry the other day. I'm sure he'll, he will beat yeah. him eventually. Speaking of uh, France, there was a fact... I, I don't know if anyone's seen, but the... the uh, Audi advert has had Beth Sweet, and then they brought out a load of yeah, uh, and then didn't include Beth uh, Beth in it. So yeah, I everyone's sort of like, well, why haven't you done it? And there's a chance now that they're going to do it for a World Cup, which is now not going to have a Beth Sweet. <laughs> Beth Sweet is pretty good, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. She did, it did love it when she saw the advert. So yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty cool to be fair. Um, Herman says there, uh, despite all the illnesses, injuries, and whatever, we've got our very good good players who yeah. can uh, step up. But yeah, we have. We saw that the other night, didn't we? You know, we've got. What do you think we're missing? Leah Williamson, who's England captain, the Euro winning captain, fantastic player. Rafael Souza, who has been amazing for us defenders. That's had two brilliant defenders missing. Kim Little, the captain, as we just you just spoke about her goal scoring record. Uh, incredible, incredible energy in midfield. Uh, we're missing her, and of course now as well we've got Beth uh, as well, the player of the Euros, runner up in the Ballon d'Or, which she should have won. You know, probably at this moment in time, the best player in the world. She's yeah. out as well. Lena Hurtigan, new signings out. You know what I mean? It's no team on earth could cope with that amount of quality players missing all at the same time and still win yeah. games. And we've done it. We've still won games. Yes, we lost to Man United, but we, we've won all the other games despite all these players missing. Yes, Beth, Beth's only just become injured, so we're going to see how we get on without her being in the team long term. But, um, but yeah, it's been amazing, really, the fact that we're still in the position that we're in despite all these players out, big, yeah. important players. So, I mean, the players in the squad need to get massive amount of credit and respect for the job that they're doing in the circumstances. And the good news is these a lot of these players are going to be fit, hopefully, very soon. Leah Williamson's, we've seen her training. I think Raphael is not too far away from playing again. Lena Hertzig, we hope, is not going to be too far away. Kim Little's a little bit more longer term, and we know Beth's going to be out for a long time. But we can start getting some of these players back in the team, get some new signings in January. It's looking good, isn't it? Because... To cope with what we've had to cope with yeah. so far this season and to be where we are, joint mm. top of the WSL in a very yeah. strong position to qualify at the Champions League, it's yeah. incredible. What an effort they've, they've done. 
you know, the the, the, the team has, and the squad has done a brilliant effort. So, you know, that's been a massive positive for me. And yes, the injuries are, have been really, really disappointing, obviously, but we've done so well in the circumstances. And yes, I think we're all very shocked by the Man United performance and the defeat we were. But I think overall, we can't, uh, we can't be too down in the dumps about the way things have gone with everything that's happened this season to us. You know, we're in a brilliant position. Um, and yeah, let's just hope that by the time we play Chelsea in January, we've certainly got at least three of those players back for yes. the because we're going to need them, aren't we, for Chelsea uh, at the Emirates, definitely. So uh, let's hope let's hope that's the case, um, but we'll see. We can only keep our fingers crossed on that side. We can't do anything about that now, but but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I mean, I think tonight's show has been, it's been a good show in, in a lot of ways because we've discussed a lot of really important issues, actually, that's going on in obviously at Arsenal women and in the women's game in general, which has been great. Um, and, you know, we, I think we can end on a, on a fairly positive note that we can. You know, the performance on Thursday was good. We've got over a week's break to get everybody together and hopefully yeah. a couple of players fit. He, Jonas did mention there's a possibility we may have some players fit for Everton. Um, and, uh, and yeah, let's hope that um, we can continue with what we're doing and, and let's hope that... Um, some of these issues that we've mentioned can can improve and can be sorted yeah. out you know, at Arsenal and elsewhere as well in, in the women's game. Uh, I mean, Andreas, when are you coming down then? What When are you flying over for the Everton game? Is it Friday again? Yeah, the same as uh, for the United game. I'm flying on Friday evening. <clears throat> so next show, Friday evening, I can't be in. It's right, the problem. Right. Yeah. We, we may be able to... I'm trying to think when we're going to do it then, actually. We'll have to see. Um, what we could do, actually, because obviously it's going to be, obviously it's at Meadow Park, isn't it, this time? And yeah. it may be easy. We could maybe do something from the ground, you know, before the, what time's the kickoff? It's Saturday, isn't it? It's the two o'clock Saturday yeah, kickoff. Yeah. And then we've got the Ventus game to look forward to as well. So I was wondering, should we do separate videos or should we do it from the ground? It's a tricky one. Yeah, it's, we'll have to. Um, Ventus preview as well. I'm at Meadow Park, I got a connection uh, with, uh, yeah. The internet and and I could join your show if you remember. Uh, so yes, again, Actually, but, uh, yeah, that was a Birmingham game, wasn't it? We could maybe yeah. we, we, that, that might work. I mean, I, I did a live show for Meadow Park with that Aston Villa game before the yes. game. I did, I did a live stream and it was fine. Yes. The signal was fine, so I think that could work. Actually, uh, are you going to that game, Amar, or not? I think I might be. Yes, I'll try to get down there early. Yeah, we could do something from there. Yeah, we can maybe do something. Are you around on Saturday, Matt? Saturday sort yes. of early afternoon. Uh, yes, I will be. Um, it'll be just a case of. Um, I don't know whether or not I will be going at the current moment. Uh, it's travelling at the moment. I might. Uh, I need to reach out to a few people see if I can find a way down there. If not, um, then I won't be going. But if I can, I'll be there. Okay. Well, if I'm mean, obviously you're at the ground as well, that, that could be handy. Get all three of you together in the stadium. We could do something from there uh, before the game, which would be great. We could look into the game, get a little bit of the atmosphere from the stadium and and look ahead to that game. And like you said, Juventus game as well, which is on, that's on Wednesday, isn't it? The following Wednesday. So yeah, that's right. um, at, at the Emirates, that'll be good. That'll be good, won't it? So we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can do that. It might be better, obviously, because... Obviously, Andreas will be flying on Friday, so we won't be able to do it then, which, which is fine. We, we will find a way around it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that might be good then. We'll, we'll look and see if we can sort that out because that'll be that'll be good yeah. uh, to, to do that actually, which will be which will be great. Um, so yeah, we'll sort that. 
Great stuff. Okay, so I mean, that's been I say it's been a, it's been an interesting show tonight. A lot a lot yeah, of important yeah. things to talk about, which has been good, and the, the games as well, obviously. Um, Andreas, good to see you again. Good to you know obviously that you had a safe trip to London and back, and obviously hopefully you'll have another safe trip this week. You, you, you know you have a few air miles, you won't you? That I've built up over, <laughs> the, over the time. I would have thought. Is it, you're staying at the same place? I'm assuming again, are you? Yeah, as I do. <laughs> Like a second home. <laughs> it, it is. You're there more than you're at home these days, aren't you? You seem to be. Yeah. If everything be. works like like uh, I hope, uh, then I will see a lot of matches in, in the second part of the season. Are you uh, going to the Are you going to the SM game tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, yes, of course. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm in Munich tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm I'm planning to to travel to London uh, frequently. <clears throat> It depends on the TV coverage. Friday mm. evening it's, it's impossible for me, but if it's Saturday or Sunday, I can make it, but then uh, I always will fly on Friday. Uh, mm. It might be a problem for the show, but on the other side, uh, I want to be there. I want, want to be in the stadium and uh, mm. yeah, support the team. Even in, in this difficult situation, I think it's important that we all are behind the team and, and we support them. And I, I'm sure the, uh, that Meadow Park will be uh, sold out on, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I won't be surprised if it is again. It was sold out for the last game there, wasn't it? So I, I won't be surprised if it is again. The West Ham game it was, wasn't it? it was sold out. So no, that, that that's going to be good actually. I'm sure that's that's going to be. And, and you're right, yeah, they, they need the support now more than ever, don't they? Because it's a tough time, and you know it, it's, mm. it's, um, it is very difficult at the minute. So yeah, you, you're right about that. But now we'll sort something out for the weekend. We're good to just kind of catch up with, with you again. And I, I say at the stadium be great, wouldn't it? Get a little bit of the atmosphere there because it's going to be a big game against Everton, as we know, tough game. Um, but one that we can obviously win, and hopefully we will win, and let's hope that we do, um, which, which will be good. Uh, I mean, Matt, good to see you again. Uh, you enjoyed the show? Yeah, I always enjoy it, and it's good to talk to everyone. So I will apologise for the 20-plus minutes that I spent on talking about Matt. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but... Uh, honestly, when we go to these sorts of games, we got to take the ups and downs, and Hmm. Um, I'm still feeling positive about the season and I'm looking hmm. forward to the next time we're on and I'm glad to talk to all, all of you guys because it's all important that we Arsenal fans supporting Arsenal fans and yeah. all that exactly yeah and I think that you know the, you know, I think it's important that the women's games given coverage on these type of shows as well because there's a lot of Arsenal channels out on YouTube and stuff like that which don't really cover the women at all and I think more of them should personally and you know but we'll carry on doing what we do because we love it and it's and it's great mm. it's great to have you guys in um am i as well of course good to see you again we, you seem a little bit brighter now we can sort of see a little bit better it's, 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 yeah, i don't know it's, it's this room i don't know it's always a bit it, it does seem yeah, maybe yeah the, it seems the lights are wrong way around maybe but anyway no i think i did a bit from my room more often yeah it's much better it, it is good to see you anyway have you enjoyed the show as well yeah no it's been good it's been a while since we did it again and uh um hopefully it won't be too long before we do it again and uh it's uh, it's great to talk about as I always. Say, every time it's great to talk about what we what we love doing on a weekly and daily basis, and um, to have lots of things to talk about, whether it be um, injuries or football or whatever. But yeah, no, it's it's great to be part of, and long may it continue. And um, hopefully, we'll have some something to show for it at the end of the season. So yeah, busy period ahead, and yeah, we wish yeah. the girls all the best. Yeah, we do, and hopefully uh, we can get through these difficult. Uh, these difficult moments that we're in at the moment yeah. and keep winning some games and you know stay in touch at the top of the table which is what we want to see and yeah mm -hmm. 
two more league games before Christmas, three more Champions League games before the yeah. Christmas break. So, yeah. you know, the World Cup's going on, which, you know, is, is not much interest generally. You know, we watch England <laughs> games perhaps, but other than that, not. And obviously, yeah. Andreas doesn't want to talk about Germany losing, so we won't really mention that too much because that well, was. Looking, they're going to be Spain tomorrow. They could be Spain tomorrow. Well, they? they may well do. That's that seems what happens in World Cup sometimes, doesn't it? They, they get a bad result and then bounce back. I mean, Germany tend to get. I know they didn't do so well in the last World Cup either, but they do generally find a way in a World Cup, don't they, to, to get through and, and progress. Yeah. That's just what, what they tend to do. So, um, but yeah, we uh, we're watching the bits and pieces. I've watching bits of the World Cup, but it's not. It's not really held my interest too much, if I'm honest. So I'm no. glad that there's a women's games to come, and that kind of gives us more to look forward to, really, until Christmas. And then, obviously, everything's back after Christmas, isn't it? The Premier League, the, the WSL, everything else is going to be great. So yeah. next year is going to be a big year, isn't it? 2023 for Arsenal, for the Arsenal women and the Arsenal men, and who knows what else is going to happen. So, yeah, good stuff. We look forward to all of that. Um, Terry says, uh, what a great show tonight, guys. He says... Um, <laughs> Matt can shoot off the bed now. He's, he's been working today. Leave him alone. He says, Emma can... Um, I'm a bit amorous, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, and uh, Giraffe Richard can go and enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'll take care of you soon. Thank you very yeah. much. Terry uh, Herman says, how many goals did Viv score for Arsenal? 120, isn't it? You 120, said? yeah. 120. Yeah, 120 she's got here, which is fantastic, isn't it? Um, and Terry says, yeah. Andreas and Giraffe will have a Cockney accent soon the way he's going on. Yeah, well, he, he, he almost does already, doesn't he? So that's fine. Um, uh, Back in London again for another day. Great, great stuff. Um, yes, yeah, I say it's been a good show tonight. Um, I'm going to see the Newcastle women tomorrow. They're playing in the FA Cup against Barnsley oh, wow. at St James's Park. Nice. So apparently, there's over twenty thousand tickets have been sold. So that's going to be good um, for an FA uh, FA Cup game. So I'm looking forward to that. It was meant to be a league game against Bradford, but they rearranged it because they obviously Newcastle got for in the FA Cup. Yeah, they could end up being thirty thousand there, which would be amazing, actually. And yeah, it's it's a big game, Newcastle against Barnsley, who are level on points in the league. So it could be a, yes. a decent game. It should be a good game. A big crowd there. It's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll take some videos and stuff. I'll do a vlog of the game and stuff. So nice. um, it should be good fun. So that's tomorrow. I'm doing that tomorrow. So that's going to be great. And then okay. Monday, we've got our next World Cup memory show. It's the World Cup 86, of course, the uh, Hand of oh. God World Cup. We're going to be looking back at that and all the fun and games that went on in Mexico in 1986. Because Germany reached the final, didn't they? Um which um, didn't quite go too well, did it? That was definitely Maradona's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was Maradona's tournament that day, wasn't it? Despite him and cheating God, and God, yeah. against England. He, it was his tournament. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, but we'll look at that on Monday night. We've got a few guests coming in to go back over that brilliant World Cup. And, of course, Tuesday, it's England against Wales, isn't it? Which now is a little bit more important and tense than it was than it should have been after yeah. yesterday's ridiculous performance from England. So let's, that's going to be good on Tuesday. So we'll do a watch like that as well. Um, Wednesday, um, Melvin's in for the Highbury Matters show. That's going to be great. He's got a great author, actually, an Arsenal author. I've written some great books. Mm -hmm. uh, John Sperling's coming in on Wednesday for that show. That's going to be really good. Um, and then... Um, yeah, then it'll be probably Saturday for the uh, for the women's game against Everton. I'll get you guys in from the stadium. That's going to be great. We look forward to that. Um, what time do you normally get into the ground? In it's obviously it's a two o'clock kickoff. What time will you be in then, Andreas? Would you say? Uh, I think twelve uh, thirty. I should be should be there. Normally right. ninety uh, minutes. Before uh... Right. I mean, um. I'll be playing football in the morning. I probably won't get back till probably getting on nearly one o'clock. So I might have to do it sort of just after one o'clock, maybe yeah. you know, something like that. 
But that'd be fine. You've been to Gladiator, won't you? So that'd be fine. I will be in Meadow Park, and then uh, if you send me a message, then I will try to yeah come online. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. And obviously, hopefully, Amar can get himself at the ground a bit earlier than usual. Really early as well to get a seat because the two times I've been, I've had to stand. Yeah, so but he's going to be busy. Him. It will be busy, actually. So it's probably a good idea to get him earlier anyway. I'm going to try to leave home with a ball just before midday or something. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. That'd be good. We'll maybe do something. So it's about one o'clock, he said. Try and get something yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Join. We'll send the link. We can look at the team news, which will be in and stuff like that. We can go over the team yeah, and yeah, yeah. look into the yeah. game and then. You know, look ahead to the Juventus game as well, and we can get that done before kickoff. Yeah. Um, so that'd be good. So yeah. we'll do that. I'll say that'd be good. And then obviously, if Matt's yeah. around, either in the stadium or maybe at home, wherever you are, you can jump in as well. That'd be great as, as well. We can get all that done. Um, so that'd be good, actually. We look forward to that. Yeah. Um, Herman says there, the Jagermeister is. <laughs> well, that's, that's fine, you know, just, uh, you know, have a lie down. Not too much, Herman, not too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just some coke with it. <laughs> yeah. So this week, obviously, because we had to do it on a Saturday, that the weekend's already started, unfortunately, b- before we got a chance to come in. But um, there's still a lot of the weekend left. So enjoy the rest of the weekend that yeah. is left. Don't forget as well, before you leave, please give us a like and please. Actually, I've got a little, I've got a little thing here, look. <laughs> How good is that? So that's what you need to do, right? You need, you need yeah. to do that. You need to do this as well. Yeah. Because that, that is good. And that's what you need to do. So, but definitely, definitely, definitely do that because you definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, a couple of little graphics I just made today, just for some fun. Um, and Herman says they're the throat's feeling much, but ah, oh, there you go. That's yeah, the, that's yeah, the yeah. Jagermeister doing that. That's why you won't you won't <laughs> feel any pain once you've had a few of them down here. So then you'll be fine. Um, see, obviously, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Um, yeah, what's yeah. Left of it? I'll be watching some women's football tomorrow, and Draz is watching some women's football tomorrow, so it's going to yes. be good. And the bits of World Cup still going. I'm sure some of you will be watching the World Cup as well. I'm sure we will. Uh, bits and pieces. There's a game uh, coming up seven o'clock tonight, isn't it? Is it Argentina playing against Mexico? Argentina Mexico, yeah. But Everton, Everton. As far as our opponents next week, there they're playing Sheffield United right now. It's kind of, currently goalless. So, oh, of course, yeah. in the in the Cup weekend, which was such a good timing for that, wasn't it? So well yeah. done everybody for organising that this weekend. Brilliant. But yeah, they are yeah. playing Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, so see how that game goes there. But yeah, so the bit of World Cup. If you want to watch the World Cup, the World Cup's on as well. Um, you know. It shouldn't be, but it is. There you go. Um, so we will see. I will see you on Monday live. Obviously, look out for the vlog tomorrow. The Newcastle women against Barnsley. That's going to be take a bit different. It'll be, be good fun, I'm sure. Should be a good game. Um, and of course, I say Monday, the World Cup memories. And we, we, we will all see you next Saturday from Meadow Park. Well, all of, most of us are a bit Meadow Park. I won't be, yeah. unfortunately, but certainly Andreas will, Amar will, and maybe Matt as well. It'll be good to get you all in the stadium together, do bits and pieces on the channel. So thanks for watching. Obviously, thanks to Andreas, as always. Great to see you. Um, and to Matt as well. Great to see you and Amar as well. We can just about see Amar, so that's fine. <laughs> it's, it's always there, which is good. And we will see you very, very soon. Take it easy. Of course, in the meantime, as always, come on, you gunners. Come on. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. Peace out, guys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye bye. Running there of Beth Mead. Beth Mead's in behind. Plays it across. Katie Ford's going to score. And she has scored. This past start has been rewarded for us. (laughs) 